Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. As we go on, we remember all the times we Spent together. I remember back then we were all just friends, and you'd never ever change in the end. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you're in the gold room. That's right, brother. Fiftieth episode, spectacular extravaganza, anniversary celebration, coronation, sublimation, sublimation, conception. Hey yo, inception. I'm Will Strickland, App State Cone. I'm Parker Stone, the App State Cone Enforcer, and congratulations to you for making it. To 50 episodes that's with right us. because we know you've listened to every episode front and back baby so you've earned this so so i did i brought something for the fans tonight oh i don't even I know did. about this what I you did. got it's been it's been hiding here in the room the whole time oh he's I, got i brought champagne he's got a cooler yeah, wait I, I bought champagne for this wait did you really yeah oh my god he did hold on let me get video hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. oh my god the here the champagne pop it baby I'm sure you heard that. I didn't know High Life made champagne. It's, it's the champagne of beers. Dang. Hey, 50th episode spectacular. You don't want to miss it, baby. Oh, I turned the phone off. I thought I was hitting the down volume button because that stops ah, recording. Ah, that does. But I imagine that's look not that, recording as well. Look at that. Well. You just, folks, you just heard a live promo video. Dude. You don't get this stuff anywhere else. No. You just don't get it. You don't get that on three to the fourth. Well, I mean, you don't get anything from them, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the last, like, two or three episodes, we've gotten, we've, got digs. The, we've gotten a three to the fourth dig in. Well, we want to uh, let y'all know this one's probably going to be a bit of a marathon. Probably the longest podcast in our deep, deep catalog. Spanning, like, what, a year and a half now? Yeah, I think September of... 2021 2021 yeah. so yeah coming up on a year and a half yeah um well this could have, we, we have no idea we're recording it right now this could be the shortest episode we've ever recorded either so uh we asked the fans we asked you at home to submit questions for us we're gonna do a q a style kind of episode um so we, we've got everything pulled up from what y'all put in the google forum which y'all asked us on twitter so uh, that, that's how this is going to go. I'm trying to spell extravaganza right now. Give me a minute. Oh, Will's trying to tweet. Extravaganza. So, uh, got it, got it, got it. I'll take another good old glug of, of yeah, the, put sh- that, the fan champagne. Put that mic like right on your throat. Oh, oh <laughs> okay. That was too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Hey, 50th episode, baby. We go. Episode, we we're, trying, we're trying new things. We're today, naked. Man. What? You've just posted a video of us. Yeah, well, a lot has changed since we <laughs> recorded that video, okay? So, uh, Parker's going to be the uh, the MC. He's going to be reading off the questions. We're going to just tackle them one by one. Uh, we're going to read them all. If they suck, we'll let you know. Uh, if they're good, we'll answer them. And 
you know, it's a, it's a spectrum. So anything in between, right? Yeah. So, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. So, uh, first question from the Google form, uh, name, and we, we said you could put your Twitter handle, uh, tw- Twitter handle, Twiddle handle. <laughs> if you, if you wanted to remain anonymous, uh, this one's from Bill Test. Uh, questions for the podcast, eat rocks. Uh, Why are you opening with this? Bro? And then favorite po- uh, this chronological order. Is first People are going to stop listening. Uh, favorite podcast moment thus far is the end. Okay, thanks, thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. Flipping over to our questions from the Twitterverse. Yeah, Twitter's going to be a little more kind. I have a feeling. Uh, God damn, Bill. From the D at Diesel on Radio. Uh, what's being done campus wide to attract and make basketball games a can't miss event like mm. football? We getting right into it. Uh, so, campus wide event like football, I can tell you pretty confidently, nothing. Um, well, I guess when you talk about campus wide event, what yes. does that mean to you? To to me, that means there's some sort of like overarching like campus support slash campus initiatives that extend past athletics into game day. Sure. I don't see that currently with men's basketball right now. I think there has not been a lot as far as like on camp. If you're walking around on campus on a football game day, you can tell it is a football game day. Right. If you walk around campus on a basketball game day, it feels like you can like, tell it's a Chapel Hill game day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I think it'd be cool if we could get like, I don't know whether like a, an inflatable is the right thing or something like physical presence towards like central or inside central. It's like it's game day, like, right? Maybe like basically a, every every game day neon sign. This little thing is on campus, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I um, we won't reveal details. There is an event coming up to uh, to incentivize people coming to an upcoming game. Yes, that I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, they, I think I think it is a genuine effort. I, I think there has been a a change. Over the last couple months, I guess, and how we look at at marketing basketball, right? And I would say, and this isn't like you know, oh, I've heard from people. We've actually heard from people. Yes, we actually have heard from people. We know for a fact the team is doing all they can for marketing. Yes, that, that's... but we and we, I wish we could tell you what we know. I promise you, they are trying harder than yes. You may think. There is no one that is trying harder to get people out to games than Coach Kearns is. Right. Coach Coach, Kearns has made it his, I mean, if it's not his number one priority, it's, I mean, definitely top three. He says it every post-game interview. I mean, we go to Charlotte, we lose in embarrassing fashion, and, like, the main thing he's saying is that this crowd turned the game. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think we, oh, we beat, uh, after the Old Dominion game, he said, we need a crowd, we need a crowd like this every game. It's every interview, he mentions it. And I hate to say it, like, from sport to sport to sport, there is no sport where the crowd has as much of an impact in it as basketball. 100%. If you pack an arena, it has more of an effect on the actual game itself than if you sell out a football game. More than football, for sure. I'll argue that with absolutely anyone. If you fill somewhere like the home center up, you get people in there engaged, loud, that's at least a 5 to 10 point difference right right there. And if you disagree, all you need to consider, air balls. Have you ever been in a packed arena when the other team... Airballs? Yes. 
That person who shot, they hear it for the rest of the game. Yes, it, it, and it's, it's not just at that moment. It's, it, whenever they touch the ball <laughs> yes. again. Yeah. And whenever you, they make a break. You can't do that. You just can't do that in football just because of the size of the crowd and because of the distance from yeah. the, the you're, players. You're but, so far apart. They they can right. hear noise. They don't they don't know what you're saying. They don't know individual no. sounds. You they can't, can't hear voices. You can't go A53. Like, yeah. And also in basketball, too, you got to think equipment-wise. You're looking at the other players' You know, players no helmet, so you can you can read their lips. You know exactly. exactly what they're saying. You can see their face. You know you know exactly when you said something that made somebody mad. Yeah, like th- that's the beauty of college basketball. So uh, I- I'd love to see personally, campus, the Boone community, step up to try to make these basketball game days more of a, a community event. Yeah, you should be able to walk around Boone or on campus and know that it's a basketball game day. And I think I've heard that from alumni, and especially uh, Watagaites, Watagians, that it's just traditionally been tough to get locals to come to the game. Mm-hmm. That uh, which is weird is like winter in Boone. Like here's an activity indoors yeah. for here, two or three hours. Here's an excuse to not be like, stuck out, inside. Get out of the when house it, when it's gray. Right. Yeah. Go to from that gray place to this gray place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> I mean. Maybe they'll have an incentive where say, hey. February, we know there's 10 inches of snow on the ground, but you know what? We're going to have all the lights on max. We're talking infinite lumens, right? Okay. Come burn your pupils and get out of the gray. And I promise you we'll get a big crowd. I, that would get me there, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'd make the trip. Uh, I think also, though, the, the tip times haven't been great. Um, 6.30 six, tip six, six tips are bad. Ass. Especially ass. for you've got a large alumni base like us that aren't physically in Boone. I would love to be able to go to more games. 6.30 does not help us getting out of Charlotte. Like, no. I, I work till 5 o'clock. And every time we've tried to go to a weeknight game, we've left earlier and earlier, and we still arrive at the same time. Yeah, like, we've, it's we've very left strange. at, like, 3.45 it's, to try to get to Boom before yeah. 6.30 and then somehow don't. We still show up with eight minutes left in the first. <laughs> it's very strange. I don't know what kind of time loopholes going on or, yeah. or wormholes happening. Oh, it's like driving on I-85 towards Gastonia. That's any terrible. Any time of the day that's after 1 o'clock is... Yeah. It's like terrible. pulling tea. So, uh, to get to get more focused here towards uh, uh, what's being done with the dirty mar- D's marketing. question, um, we have the team on board. The staff is doing what they can, which is great. They are committed. They are bought in. They understand the importance of getting a big crowd. I'm assuming some schools, some sports, they couldn't care less, right? They you know they play the yeah. game. They couldn't care less if people are there. Great, whatever. Kearns understands the significance. They understand the impact, so it's a priority. I think that it, it it's almost like, I don't know what the term is. It's almost kind of um, like uh, humiliating when you see the team try so hard, but it seems like there's just not, there's no support from the rest of the athletics staff where yeah. there is, but it's not enough and it's not visible enough it's almost like you like if if you believe in something so passionately and you tell everyone you know this is gonna work this is gonna work this is gonna work and everyone just just laughs it off i was like if you said i just need one person to help me and we can make it happen and no person volunteers it's like i i wouldn't blame kearns if tomorrow he was like man fuck this i'm not worried about crowds anymore like I've done all I can do. Yeah. Where I can't do it all. Where's my help? Where Where's the rest of of the support? Um. And something else, 
I think um, other sports need to help out as well. Um, if this isn't already kind of an established, I don't know whether a written or unwritten rule on campus, I think all the teams should support all the teams. All the teams should make an effort to go to at least one game of, of some other teams. Yeah. But I, I've seen this. When the football team does come, they don't sit in the student section. No. They sit off Way to the side back, in their own little back. section. Yeah, they, they, they make it a thing to sit by themselves. I don't know if that's – I mean, maybe there's a reason. Maybe staff is telling them to do that. Who knows? Maybe there's a legitimate reason. But it seems weird. You are a student, and this yeah. is the student section, right? And if half of the football team shows up, that's two, three rows of, of packed – Student yeah. section, which always looks better. It looks more intimidating to the opponent. It looks better on TV. It's just better all around. But having the, the football team show up and sit elsewhere and the baseball team show up and sit elsewhere, it, it's it's strange. Like, why not why not be with the students, right? Why not be with the rest of your peers? Again, maybe there's a reason they're told not to do that that we're not aware of, but I think that would help as well. Just kind of that, that allegiance between all the teams. I think to... Turning that in-game atmosphere from what it is now into something that's a lot more student-oriented and student-focused, because you know, right now, like the music you hear in-game, the promotions in-game, everything, it seems very old. It definitely seems like it it's skewing to a thirty to fifty-year-old alumni range. Yep. When what's going to bring the most amount of energy in there? is going to be students. There's no argument you could you could make to me that's going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Um but there's no music, there's no it, there's nothing for students to engage with. Right. In game. Yeah, we, we I mean, we probably sound like a broken record, but it's true. If you have a bad soundtrack at a, at a basketball game, it's lame. It is. It's not like football where you can get away playing every genre in the world. You can at basketball. It makes no sense to play country at a basketball game. Right, mm-hmm. right. Basketball, I would argue, maybe maybe baseball with like country music, but basketball is like an inherently hip-hop sport. Yes. Like it, I feel like it's the one sport that is the most intertwined with a musical genre. Yep. You have to play modern hip-hop you can play classics but you got to play what's popular yeah and it may you may be anti-tiktok you may think it's cringy it it listen everyone is on tiktok yeah if you are a business and you're not marketing on tiktok you are doing yourself a disservice the same thing if you're doing any type of entertainment the songs that are popular on tiktok will get people excited when they hear it in a in a game in Mm -hmm. a a crowd environment yeah i I mean i'd argue that regardless of what school you are 80 to 90% of your music should be hip hop. Yep. That's just kind of like there's there's family friendly options within that genre, but like for sure. There's something about that rhythm and beat that comes with hip hop that is so unbelievably basketball. Right. And people have come to expect that from basketball. Right. Every uh every highlight reel you've ever watched, it either has that like old ESPN like orchestral music or it has hip hop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it has hip hop playing. And something else we always say, what do the players want to hear? Hip hop. I, I I've said it multiple times on this podcast. It go it should be number 1, stuff for the players, number 2, your students, and far away number 3, other people, fans, whatever. Yeah. There I mean, the energy is going to come from players and students more than yeah, anything else. That's something we haven't mentioned yet, 
and I would argue this is the most, probably the most important factor, but also the most difficult is winning. Yeah. You have to win. Yeah. If if you are a freshman sitting around their dorm and uh, you see a tweet from the basketball team, like, come on out to the game, and you look up the record and they're 10 and 13, you're like, ah, I'm good. And you got to win at home too. I mean, when you finally oh, yeah. get that fan yeah. that you know that's been on the fence about being there, if you get them out to a game and and you get blown out by twenty, that leaves an impression. Yeah, and that's just you got it. You got to think about your, your think home. about how uh, CJ Huntley beat Coastal. That yeah. put back in the, the last second that gets people to come back. Yes, you remember that exact moment. Yeah. So you got to win above all else, which falls on Kearns. Um, you have to have good in-game entertainment, good music. Um, good, you know, if there's little promotions or, you know, dumb stuff to fill the time that has to be modern. It has to be popular. It has to fit your crowd, the students, the students, not necessarily the crowd. Cause that's the problem right now. Yep. Um, and you have to have, you have to have buy-in from the rest of the, the entities on campus. The rest of the athletic department has to be, I mean, I shoot, didn't, uh, Kearns post a video of him camping out for the Chapel Hill football game, right? Yeah. I haven't seen anything from the from football pre- team. Yeah, I haven't seen Clark. Right? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think uh, athletics as a whole, I mean, if we spent like uh, 25% of the effort and energy that goes into promoting football, we spent 25% of that on men's basketball, you'd see a massive difference. Yeah. Shoot. But, I mean, the school, like the athletic department, saw in, or have boot, I don't know how this works, but have some of the star football players make quick videos. I'm going yeah. to a basketball game. Come on out. Come sit with me in the student section. Yeah, in the student section. Yeah, not our, not, not our private not, suite. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's another thing, too, that I, I, I kind of want to mention, too. The uh, Chancellor Everett's weird private box. That's weird. The private wine and cheese the, box on the court. The alumni section, yeah. That's that's not an alumni section. That is... Isn't it? No, it's like Yosef Club. It's Yosef Club. It's not just like you're an alumni, come walk oh, down yes, here. yes. I should specify, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's an eyesore. They're both absolute eyesores. Um, yeah, but that is a just. I mean, if you the arena do, is a bit of an eyesore. If you want to do in-game hospitality, there's a different way to do that. That's not a yeah. uh, here we built a a private box out of pipe and drape and yeah, you know, risers. Now, I, in uh, in I'll plead double advocate. Chair <laughs> in Chancellor Everett's defense, I believe she started doing that. The 2020-21 season. Yes, during COVID. And I, I would understand, I because of her cancer diagnosis, I would understand if she did that intentionally to have you know space that's and be fair. away that's from the, the massive crowd, right? However, that's, you know, I, I would imagine that she could... Now, that arena's not full, bro. No, no. You could you go find sit another spot. Off, no, I, you, I, I see what you're saying. Though. The optics are weird. Yes. Like, if you want to do things like that, sure, fantastic. Visually, it looks rough it, it, it looks like she's overlooking the... yes it, it, it looks <laughs> like uh the two old dudes that watch the muppets <laughs> it's i am looking down upon you commoners yeah. same thing with the yosef club pipe and drape in the one little yeah. area yeah. like that that just looks visually like right this is not for you common folk yeah so if chance drivers does that intentionally per like a, like a doctor recommendation yeah. totally for it 
but there's got to be a, <laughs> visually. It's got to be a more inviting. And that's the thing, like you, you're always <laughs> going to want to take care of your chancellor and your yep. your high up university supporters, and you're always going to want to take care of your high end your boosters, your donors. But there are uh, other ways to do that that don't, I guess, discourage other people from you know making an environment where other people that aren't that feel like they aren't welcome. Right, and I won't get into it because I believe there's a question later about it, but. I think um, we wouldn't be having this opinion if Chancellor Everett's had a better overall reputation for her personality and yes. interacting with students and yes. alumni and just being an overall personable person, right? Personable person, person, personable person, person. person. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that more, but uh, we, we have spent a lot of time on this question. It's a good question. Diesel, Diesel. From the dirty Pete. congratulations. Yeah. Diesel. Starting with a banger. Yeah. Anything else, anything else we touch on? You got to you got to win. You got to have good music, good in-game entertainment. Buy-in from the athletic department. Buy-in from the rest of the teams. Buy-in from the rest of campus. Um, and find a way to make the alumni section and chancellor's chariot. Just, just overall inside, just make it more inviting. Yeah. Which is tough. It is tough. It is not easy. Hey, Doug, we'll come up and paint, man. Give uh, us the paint. Give me a weekend, man. Give me a shirt. <laughs> uh, all right. Next. All right. Let's move on. Back to the Google form. I swear, if Bill, if Bill's number two... Uh, no, this is not, this person did not leave a name. Coward. They did not <laughs> list a favorite podcast moment thus far. Coward. But questions for the podcast, they said, read the song Ocean Man by Ween like an epic poem. I'll do the opening verse. I'm not going to do the whole. Yeah, do the opening <laughs> verse. Yeah, we're, we're, I apologize, anonymous person, but. Yeah. Oh, Ocean Man by Ween's a 90 Ew, minute song. look at the thumbnail. Oh. They got the, what is that, the Swamp Monster? Yeah, don't look up ocean man by ween yeah all right uh everyone if you're not interested just give ahead like 60 seconds ocean man take me by the hand lead me to the land that you understand ocean man the i'm gonna lose the accent here the voyage to the, the corner of the globe <laughs> Is that a real trip? <laughs> Ocean man, the crust of a tan man, imbibed by the sun, soaking up the thirst of the land. Ocean man. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you to whoever that Thanks. was. Appreciate it, Bill. All right, moving Bill on. Test. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> From Chip Buckwell, my boy. There's a lot of things in here. Um, I don't, I don't know if these are meant for us. It, the question, it was very clear. Oh, I think I know what you read off. All read right, off. he said, "Can we get a quarterly video update on status of athletics, in-season teams, facilities update, fundraising update? Give us four to five minutes of some detail." So I think. That is basically a suggestion to us as, do you think the athletic department should do that? Uh, that's what I'm going to interpret it as. Sure. That'd, how, be, uh, that'd be cool. How I'm going to interpret it as Chip desperately wants us to produce for him a monthly update Quarterly. of App State. No, we'll do monthly. We love Chip. Oh, okay. A monthly update of App State Athletics. And Video. Yes. yes. We will do whatever Chip would like. Uh, in terms of athletics, I don't know if they do it already. I know they have their podcast, and I know they really only do that when like there's news. Um, they have a sports one and like a general campus one. 
Um, but yeah, I guess if like through App Vision or App TV, if they had kind of a like state of the program type yeah. situation, I think that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I, I'm all for athletic departments across the country, like increasing that level of, of transparency. You know, it always helps quarterly be like, here's where we're at, here's where we need to be, here's where our you know the initiatives that we want to yep. you know push forward. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chip, we'll uh we'll email you the uh, contract terms. Yeah. Yeah. Next. All right. From the Google form. Oh, uh, God. From at... Wow. We're, let me just say, the first two Google form submissions really justify the creation of the Google form. This one, I would probably say, is more of a rant than a question. Let's go. Uh, from Twitter handle, at App State Athletics. No way. How'd they find it? How'd they find... How wasn't that taken? <laughs> This isn't really a question, but kind of just some thoughts. I think Sean Clark indirectly has helped us manage our expectations when it comes to football. From 2016 to 2018, we expected championships and to compete to be the best. Our teams were talented and well-coached, which led to four straight bowl wins and conference championships. At times, games often felt lacking excitement for some. Personally, I never left a game early because I enjoyed the blowouts. Although we did lose, it was a great time. Game days used to feel like Christmas morning. Now that Coach Clark is in charge, this has completely changed. Damn. He has made being an app fan... uh, Oh, is that a slur? Don't say that. He has made being an app fan more exciting. (laughs) Okay. What used to be blowouts are close games. He has the ability to lose to anyone. Did Sean Clark write this? (laughs) We (laughs) We don't expect championships anymore. We just hope to beat anyone on the schedule. Yo, Coach Clark, just use your name, man. The past few years were off-putting at first as I was frustrated with bad losses. I'm changing my expectations from championships to just winning a game in hopes to keep up with the times and enjoy app football like I did. Sean, we'll have you on, man. A long-winded question there. Just just messages, man. You ain't got to hide. Be confident. I can't believe you're hiding behind a keyboard. Chip. Anonymous. <laughs> um, if I had to bet money, I would say Neanderthal submitted that. Yeah, that's a... What would you say? Uh, they also said their favorite podcast moment thus far was the post-JMU Whisper episode. Oh, that's that was a good one. That was a, that was a banger. That was a banger. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Neanderthal wrote that. Okay. Uh, do you have any comments on this? I thought at first it was serious, but I hope I it know. wasn't at I, the end. Yeah. Talking about, I don't expect championships. Now I'm just happy with a win. Bullshit. No, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are, bro, you got to get more competitive. They just do, in your they, life, they you have, have to be more point. competitive. Like what, what used to be a blowout, now a close game. That is a fact. It yes. is exciting. It does make, you know. But exciting does not mean good. No, I, I, right? it's not. It's not. Like, for example, a 100% hypothetical situation. People were in a relationship. And then one of them says, we mutually broke up. Right? Mutual implies amicable. Like, yeah, it's not working. We'll break up. Best of luck. Right? Mutual, you know, mutual is not like, I hate you. I hate you too. Let's break up. That is not mutual. It's that mutual is like in a way. that is like a a forced severance <laughs> for their own good, right? So talking about, you know, yeah, games are more exciting. 
Yeah, because we suck dick. <laughs> we, we got blown out by Texas State, bro. Technically, yeah, that was exciting for Texas State because yeah, they came in and, and smoked App State, who would should have smoked that, that Bobcats pack, right? So fucked near Anderthal. Yo, 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 yo you cut, don't even hey, know who that is. Eight-year-old, cut that out. Cut, cut that out. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Well, and I don't think we suck, Dick. We're not there yet. We're approaching, but we don't. Not there yet. Not there yet. Not there yet. If it's if we go another year, uh, no bowl. It's Dick sucking season. Yeah. Respectfully. Next. Uh, from Thomas Ryan at Yosef JD on Twitter. Yo. yo. Is Duck Pond baby still out there? Can it hurt me? I was. Do we have a duck pond baby? Follow up from Morgan in a similar vein is to Chai out there. Will he hurt me or others? Is that how you say the animal's name? I, I don't know. Hmm. I always thought it was like a Takai. 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 Duck pond baby. Wasn't it being rebuilt? Didn't some like some dude like donate the full cost of it? I thought, people they, are I thought they gave it to the artist. I thought someone donated it to the artist to rebuild it. But the I artist the... said he was going to build something else put it somewhere else. Oh, right. He said, I'm not going to build it here. <laughs> I'm taking my babies elsewhere. Well, you know what? It's probably smart because AFC football fans will do it again. Yeah. And I mean, I think it'd be cool if that if they made that a thing. I made it more like, listen, Intended the dude apart. didn't build it to have people climb on it. That's why it fell apart, right? But if they rebuilt it, and it wasn't like structurally sound, right? Or it was so unstructurally sound that it was like Lego bricks where it's <laughs> designed to fall apart. And I don't they, know. Lego bricks may have been lasted longer after the Texas A&M win than the Duck Pond baby. Yes. Lego, actually, 100%. You ever been to Legoland? Yeah. You ever remember the dragon in the water? Yeah. That. That for Duck Pond baby. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Duck Pond Baby's out there somewhere, but uh, out of spite, he'll be built elsewhere. <laughs> he'll be built in some other vessel of water on a, on a campus. Okay. Next. Back to the Google form. Oh, God. Uh, have, we, have we gotten anything from the Google form? I'm pretty sure the last question here is the only <laughs> one that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, did not leave a name. Did not have a favorite podcast moment. Cowards! Thoughts on the student section growth? It's been a battle that's been... Uh, I'm it, assuming for basketball. It's been a battle that's been thought since 16. It's Whoa. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about it too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's grown from just Cone Boy to Cone Gang to what it is now. Personally, I love the improvement, but do not think it's enough. Kearns has said many times this year that we need the crowds other schools are getting. It also seems App Athletics is stuck in their ways when it comes to this. The failures of marketing RE basketball is something talked about on Twitter a decent amount. Did nope. you say R-E? It, that's, it's, it's R-E colon in here. Isn't it pronounced re? Like, re, like response to? I don't know. I've always heard R-E. People be saying R-E in real life? Yeah. They be saying, they be reading off emails and going R-E. Instead of going re. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I, I could read it that, the failures of marketing it, re. Basketball is something talked about on Twitter a decent amount. <laughs> No point system for SYC. Our merchandise is just sad as well. <laughs> I will say some very good at basketball Nike merchandise dropped at Alumni Hall. This Alumni week. Hall be killing it. That's, that's well, very that's strange. Like, They're the only one that's doing it. I, like, was that the question? Is that all of it? That's, that's all. Okay, thank you. Good question. Good question. To touch on merchandising, the bookstore, other people, whatever, don't often realize that what is going to sell best and what our fans want is unbelievably simple. 
and Nike branded. If you can hit those two things, like logo, Nike swoosh, done. Ship it. Like literally, like put the the Yosef logo on a Nike hoodie, it's selling out. There isn't that's true. There's not enough merch with just the Yosef head. No. That would sell very well just because there's so little of it. If you get Yosef head, I've stayed basketball. Or like basketball with Yosef head on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I got for uh, for Christmas. I asked for uh, a polo from uh, House United. Shout out James with the the Yosef head on it because yes. I didn't have anything with that. Yeah, yeah. The the merchandising in uh, as a whole is weird. Football solid, but like what what other sports get is kind of like someone. <laughs> that's right. I, I don't know how app necessarily does their merchandising. Uh, most schools like. Your merchandise is not controlled by athletics. It's controlled right. by campus licensing. Right. So I'm sure that has an effect to a degree. Right. But it's not like every school has shit merch. No. Right? Like no. Uh, someone posted, I think it was like this week, they posted a shirt that's on the bookstore website and they were like, the shirt has five fonts. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's- It had like the, the Jerry Moore script. I had like different forms of aerial on there, and it's just like, like, dude, is yeah. no one approving this? Is no one looking at this and saying, "Wow, this is what people want"? Like, you honestly, honestly, like, if campus hired like a someone whose like actual job is like fashion and like putting yeah. our brand on clothing, yeah, instead of I don't know whatever is doing it now, right. The bookstore employees who mean well, I'm sure are sweet. I'm sure majority I'm sure. ladies, nice old ladies. Yes, they ain't cutting it. Hire somebody who is 25. Yeah, and once they get to 26, you fire them like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Um, it, it should not be hard to buy a Nike branded App State basketball jersey. You should not need a weird, sketchy BSN link before <laughs> the season starts. Like that should not That's have to true. be the process. Like you should. That's be able another to... example. Talking, going back to that first question about uh, just promoting basketball. At the start of last season, they put out a link to buy actual jerseys. Like for the first yes, time, like put in an order. This is what the team wears. Yeah. And it was this weird link that it was a website it, I never heard of. It looked sketchy as bad. I couldn't. It didn't even work for me. I could not even place an order. It. it I. Multiple times, multiple devices. I couldn't find the purchase button, bro. I couldn't put in my information. Yeah, that's... that's like, uh... that feels like the team knew this would be popular, wanted to get it done, the university didn't give them what they needed, and they said, fine, we'll, we'll figure out how to do it. And yeah. that was the best they could come up with. And that's what... We know it's possible. We've seen it in, in football's unbelievable, oh, yeah. you know, jersey shop. Their whole team store. Yeah. yeah, like... You're telling me we cannot do this with basketball. And that goes back to helping bring fans in. And anyways, you see a kid on campus wearing an App State basketball jersey walk around. Yo, that is cool as hell. Yeah. Where did you get that? I'll yeah. wear that to a game. Like that it's it's very weird. Merchandising does have that weird effect where like if you bought an App State basketball shirt, you then feel the need to wear your App State basketball shirt to the App State basketball game. Right. Right. Like it kind of goes hand in hand like that. So I think that goes in a lot to, to building a consistent fan base, student mm-hmm. turnout, whatever. Um, just just having that brand out and about being worn by students. Um, something else I was going to say. Oh, part of that question I ran, or I don't remember, was talking about um, 
I'm assuming basketball student section growth, and then uh, they mentioned like a point system. Yeah, points point system. For this song that I've heard tossed around, um, no one like by no one like official or any employees, but just like fans and alumni. Um, the idea has been tossed around because uh, a lot of other schools do it because they have to. Like for example, my sisters go to uh, our Gamecocks. So because of how many students there are, there's a point system, and based on your points, you get priority for tickets. Obviously, that doesn't really matter for App State, maybe for football, but um, not for anything else yet, yeah. and probably not for a long time. That That's always been my thing with the point system is un, unless you're like doing points for like gear and stuff like that, right. I, I'm not necessarily seeing the need yet. For there it. has to be... Right. It can't be points for admission to events because yeah. everyone's got that. They've got more of that than they want. Exactly. Like um, it's not enticing enough. Like when you roll out a point system, there has to be something in within that point structure that right. is a actual benefit to students. And there has to be some type of fail safe to a keep people from walking into homes, scanning their app card and walking out. And yeah. they get 100 points or whatever. And there has to be fail-safe to, if, let's say, it's late to your app card, one person just bringing 20 app cards and yeah. hooking them all their friends up. And that's a tough – I'm not hard. saying I don't have the answer. That's a tough one to figure out. It's not going to be perfect. There's always going to be ways – I mean, they're college students. They will always find a way to break the system well, – Find a loophole and and milk it and and fucking you know buy every shirt possible and clean out your the store. Points in general have like been a large discussing point online. Like I think it was a couple months ago, tapped in sports or somebody of that vein. Maybe it was Todd from the mountain. That's Parker's favorite uh, Twitter account. They were trying to say that like the athletic department spent like fifty grand on a point system that was, that was okay, like, yeah, that unusable. Was, that was pretty funny. Like I I doubt the the truthfulness to that claim right number one i'm willing to say that did not happen number two if it happened the university should be investigated yeah. by the federal internet police bro yeah <laughs> like it, it, somebody got schemed on something the cia like that, needs like, to do an operation and that's on, like leadership. in college athletics like if you're gonna like hire a solution for something like that like there's normally only so many options that you can use and yeah. you normally know they work because other schools use them so if we actually spent money on something else that's not vetted or whatever and we lost money on it i really hope that people um were removed from their positions i mean if we don't know how to just ask chick-fil-a bro yeah the point system's great yeah actually mcdonald's is better you get way more free stuff that's something too that like you could bundle it into app integration like you could bundle it into like our app state athletics app yeah, and make it a scan within there, and it's connected to your profile. That would make it incredibly seamless. You I know could, it's a, it's very possible. Right, you could do something where um, now it's only worked for some sports because it requires a video board. But uh, at a random point in the game, a QR code is shown on the screen. Yeah, and you have scan five it. minutes to scan it. Right, that kind of works. Even if it's not even random, if it's just like after the game, it gets thrown up. I guess yeah. Mount Mountaineers win plays for a minute and yeah boom here's students here's your qr there's definitely not a perfect solution but there is a solution yeah and uh i think i think the biggest thing for me with basketball at this point is there's been so many talks about solutions instead of 
just action. Like at some point, we've talked about it so much about the university. You know, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. Whatever. At this point, we need a university to pick something. It almost kind of seems like that. Uh, that saying, like, don't let what is it? Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. Something like that. Yeah. Don't be. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like maybe we're all trying to find the perfect solution instead of just trying the good solutions exactly. we've thought of and seeing what works. Where we're at right now, we need a trial and error model. A trial by combat. You know, try something new. See if it if it generates interest, gets more people out. If it doesn't, okay, can it, move on to the next one. That's a big thing. Uh, and I think a prime example is the the Yosef Viking clap. The Mountaineer Menace signs. And the, uh, the We Are App State yeah, thing at football that games, one's bad right? Too. That we stole from Penn State. The Viking clap is gone. Thank the Lord. That, and it still took too long. But the We Are App State thing, the school needs to be okay with letting things go. If they try something and it doesn't work, let Move it go. On. Move you on. Do not commit just out of pride or because you've already put re- you've put resources into it. Let it go. Right, the the we are App State thing, we are App State as well as all thirty other schools that do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So let it go. If you try something that doesn't work, great. Learn from it. Put it into the next thing that you try out. Uh, so I would say to wrap this one up, a point system should be explored. I think it should be implemented in some capacity. There's no perfect solution that I'm aware of, but that shouldn't keep us from trying. Yeah, I, I think if you if you had some sort of merchandise based uh, right point system, I think that'd be really cool. I think that's an easy way to get students involved. Is like, hey, if you come to like say if you make it to all of our home games this year, like we'll scan your thing, whatever. And if you come to all of them, you'll get a jersey. Yeah, we'll give you a, we'll give you a, a replica jersey or something like that. Did you ever, as a kid, you ever hear about lockers.com with a Z? Loggers, lockers, like lockers. like middle school lockers. No. I heard about this, I think, in fifth grade. It was a website where, it, I mean, I'm sure there's some type of malware scam going on, but it was one of those where it's like, all you got to do is sign in and watch trailers and you make money, right? So you just sign in every day. You get points for logging in. You would watch a movie trailer. You watch a commercial. You get points, and then you save it up, and you can redeem it for, like, Maybe I iPod this. headphones or a, sh- a locker shirt, Ooh. right? That's the type of system I imagine. Yeah, or like where my, tiered, my Coke rewards. Right. There's tiered systems. You can cash out as soon as you get it if you want the keychain at the bottom. Yep. Or if you want to save that up, then you get a dinner with Coach Kearns. Yeah. I think Something it, like that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Meet like and greet with the team. Meet and greet with the team. You get a signed ball afterwards. Like I, yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. And those are the experiences, too, uh, that are going to build lifelong fans. Being, yep. being able to say, you know, whoever that person is that saves up all those points, gets to do a meet and greet with the team, whatever, like, they will be an App State basketball fan forever yep. following that. You know, I, I'd love to see that. Yo, they should have a, a, a prize workout with the team. I would love oh, to work out with the basketball that'd team. That'd be cool. Get to do a practice with the team. Dude, I want to hit the weight room with the team. That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. I want to hit the weight room with uh, Donovan Gregory. I want to see if I can do half of what he nah, does. No, no, no. I'm walking in there and I'm saying, what did y'all do? What did, what did Justin Forrest do to get his shoulders? 
I want Justin Forrest's softball shoulders. No, I want to do Sasha Gluskov's workout. Yes, Sasha. If you, if you don't remember Sasha Gluskov, he was from Iceland. No, that was no, no, no. That was Brecky. That was Brecky. Oh. Sasha was, I believe, from Russia. Okay, he is he from Eastern Europe. He Brecky was uh, Iceland. Brecky was from Iceland. Sure. Yes, because we had to tweet one time. Brecky, <laughs> Brecky. Uh, oh yeah, breaking news. Brecky has moved back <laughs> to Iceland. <laughs> uh, Sasha came he was a very like skinny scrawny guy mm-hmm. his first season and then between year one and year two it was like he hit puberty yeah he like bulked up by 40 or 50 like pounds. the first time we saw him in a while and like uh, some photo he of, like, was like over the seven summer, feet 150 at first we were like who is this dude <laughs> we late it we, looked like a different literally player. Didn't know who it was i want to do that workout yeah i want to see how long i last yeah <laughs> So is that that all we all touch everything on that one? Yeah, I think we hit everything on that one. We talked a lot about basketball in student section. All right. Next. All right. From Chris Craven. Hey, at- I'm craving a question from Chris. No, you aren't. Uh he oh. says, What are the timelines for every athletic facility and campus building project completion? We're a podcast. Um I don't know, brother. I, I mean we could go I, we could go try to FOIA up some stuff. I I don't think that's particularly interesting. Uh, do you remember the stuff that leaked from the Yosef Club about the uh, Kid Brewer expansions? The Kid Brewer What's expansions? Do we know uh, that? I feel like 2025 has evolved at some point. I, I've i heard people say 2025. I would be unbelievably shocked if that was real. Um, uh, like just, breaking ground? No. For the, the rumor I heard that was that that would be ready in 2025. Fuck no, bro. When we're allegedly supposed to play NC State. Dog. Uh, no. No, like especially like, it's it's not our campus and our our football stadium in general is unique because of where it's placed. It's sat down on a hill. Because of that, it is unbelievably difficult to attempt to build right there. Yeah, like you're gonna have to blast rock. I'm sure. Yeah, like start to blasting. <laughs> so and also just if you guys aren't aware of what we're talking about, this is the next phase of the expansions. It leaked from a Yosef Club meeting, like. Yeah, they basically a had a meeting ago. with 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 high upper level donors and corporate right. partners, and we knew it was actually leaked because it was like a photo of a printed piece of paper, and then eventually a scanned yeah, version came l- out. Yeah, later scanned. But this includes basically making the away side similar, if not the same capacity as the home side. So I guess that it's building into Stadium Drive somehow. Yeah, I've seen. I've and seen then there's people... also uh, like bridges connecting yeah. them to the North End Zone project. Yes, as well as and there's there more be, expansion somewhere. Yeah, there'd be a connection around the or not, I don't know if it's necessarily a connection or there would be build outs above Miller Hill. Like they were like little almost yeah. like suites over like it looked like yeah. like luxury boxes on top of Miller Hill. Yeah. Um you'd have those little binoculars on the sticks. It was an interesting design. I don't necessarily love it. I think the no. I think the future honestly probably will and i think should be the eventual elimination of miller hill i think eventually it makes too much sense to wrap around the bottom and put mm-hmm. seats there and have it for extra students um yeah because already you're seeing like you, you'll find pockets of students that are sitting in the ga section on the visitor side right so uh i think that is it should be eventually the future but i'm very very doubtful on 2025 completion yep. At this point, I would I would think closer to maybe twenty twenty five breaking ground. I almost feel like I think mean about how long it took the North End Zone project to. I mean, yeah. it was years we knew. Now that, it was that, delayed because of COVID, right? Yeah, but yeah, it did take a while. 
Um, now, I I almost feel like it seems like the inevitable uh, addition of Kid Brewer Stadium um, is a horseshoe. Yeah. I wonder why why not just wait until we have the resource to go all in instead of this like the bridge connection thing yeah. between the north and, it seems strange it does seem like it's like if if we were thinking phases and like you know i, I kid brewers obviously expanded like say you know right now we're in phase 2 or yeah phase 2 of what kid brewer is going to eventually become whatever the ideas definitely look like two and a half and not three yeah like it definitely looks like halfway to three instead of just going from two to three and yeah. I, i've all i think with athletic facilities i'm always of the opinion that you should go full steps instead of half steps because if not you end up with what james madison has right now yeah and it is a very ugly football stadium it's, it's strange it is a, an fbs stadium on one side and a high school stadium <laughs> on the other like it hey diet dukes baby they can't go all the way they can't finish <laughs> I think also too there needs to be some sort of plan to uh, fill in the north end zone. It looks unfinished right now. It, the it's so strange. It's so tall. There's so much. It's there's so much height between the ground it, and exactly. The seats. It looks like there was something that was supposed to be like there, another deck, but you lost money. Like you just didn't have enough money to to fill it in. Yeah, and like when those temporary like you could easily put temporary bleachers right there permanently. Like they don't even need to be temporary. Like yeah. Just yeah. fill it in, because if not, like it's an eyesore on game days. Yeah, whether you know the, whether people are actually sitting in those north end zone seats or not. Spoiler alert: they aren't. Right. Or and eliminate that weird rock garden. And I also don't know why, when with the removal of the track, why they didn't bring the stands closer. I would love if we could bring the stands closer, because that would that would increase capacity. Maybe not by too much. Not even capacity, but at least but the student section. Like kind of like we were talking about basketball earlier, like. Kid Brewer is a hard place to play. People don't want to come play in Kid Brewer. If you bring those students closer to the field, it's just going to get amplified. Yep. That would be so cool if we could bring them closer. Yeah, it, it, that seemed like a... I'm not a construction guy, but that seems relatively simple in the compared to everything else that we're talking yeah. about for yeah. uh, improvement. I ultimately think, unpopular opinion, eventually Kid Brewer is going to move. It's going to have to relocate. If it, we continue to grow, I believe the university's goal is continue to grow enrollment. The program continues to grow. There just will not be enough. Yeah, room. And, and I think that's the thing. It's like as as fans, as a department, it's kind of one of those like, what is our trajectory overall? Like, yeah. As, as an athletic department, if we want our football team to you know get to a point where we want to move up conferences, say like say we wanted to. Move I'm assuming up, that's the goal. If we wanted to move up into something like. You know, people hate me for this, the American. <gasps> the ACC, I don't think that's even possible. But. <laughs> Say, so, somehow there's some realignment and there's going to be another Power 5 conference and yeah. App State's going to be in it. Power <clears throat> 7. Power 7, whatever. <laughs> um, Yeah, like there, that stadium will, like it'd have to become radically, radically different or, uh, or move. I and think, campus would have to expand as well. Right. it get to the point where... The school would need that land for housing and, and academic Which buildings. And is desperate as hell. I could see the town, if it gets to that point, the town of Boone could be like, listen, if we build a new stadium in East Boone, that's a whole new area for development. 
East Boone residents, commercial. Yeah, that could read of that could what is primarily kind of an industrial area. There's not East Boone's kind of sparse in terms of like yeah. development, right? Yeah, and. If we're going to be, if the stadium keeps growing, I mean, the infrastructure of Boone, purely just the roads, the conge- it cannot, yeah. build, da- Boone's downtown, not built Downtown, like, even if we kept expanding Kid Brewer, like, say somehow Kid Brewer ended up as a 50,000-seat capacity stadium. Yeah. Downtown Boone cannot handle 50,000 people, right. physically. Right. There's, there's no way. There's too many cars coming into town. It's, it's, Yeah. It, I mean, this is long down the road. Yeah, we're thinking hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, like, my, my my grandchildren may be enrolled when they relocate Kid Brewer, but I do think, I'm going to say it, in our lifetime, Parker, Kid Brewer Stadium will be moved. They will not play football at Kid Brewer Stadium. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I agree with you on that. I think within our lifetime, there will have to be I think I think the big thing will be campus. Yeah, is you have no space, and you could easily with the site where Kidber is, you could fill that in and have dorms, classes, yeah. whatnot, like that. You could have east, yeah. What was it? Uh, east side, west side, and upper side. Well, and that's where, like, <laughs> even with athletic expansion, expanding as an athletic department, you know, we rely a lot on student fees at App. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And right now, we can't expand the size of our campus. We cannot increase our student body right now at App State. We're kind of landlocked into twenty thousand students just because there's nowhere to put these people. Yeah, we don't have enough af- uh, academic buildings on campus. There are several academic buildings on campus that are have fallen into a dilapidated state because they were intended to be torn down, but because of the volume of students, they can't. Edwin Duncan's a building that's been rumored to be on the list yeah, of the chopping block for years. That's a weird building. Uh, I.G. Greer mm-hmm. is disgusting. I mean, I had classes in there in college, and we had classes moved at points because there was so much mold in the black box theater down there. I mean... Sanford Hall. I mean, Sanford, they just did even, some additions, but like... You, you slapped an elevator on the front <laughs> of the building. I'm sure they painted some rooms. I hope, because that building was awful. <laughs> I mean... And as as time passes, they'll want to add additional colleges to stay competitive. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, they may want to look at eventually like a med school. I don't know. Who knows if decades from now what they'll yeah, want to have. Yeah, med school, law school, um, an engineering department, stuff like that. That that Marine biology. Marine biology. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, you know how much otter research we would do? <sighs> yo, That'd be dope. The Luna building. Write that down, write that down. I'm about to cry. Clip that, clip that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's not a lot of options as far as campus is concerned to expand unless they just like kick the town of Boone out of King Street, that area, and just like, (laughs) this this is at State Road now. Um, Or they expand like, I guess back behind, what is that, Rivers Park? Like you could go that You go Rivers Park that way. That may be, I don't know what that's zoned as. I think it's residential. Well, I mean, we know in Boone you can you can rezone anything. True, true, true. Look at Lost Province. That wasn't true. originally zoned to be a brewery. True. Uh, I, I'm having this vision now of I'm on my deathbed in the hospital. It's September 2nd, 2000. Eighty-four. 
That's pretty solid. You live into your 90s? The liquid-cooled holographic 4D television in my yeah. hospital oh, room no, is on. No, they're, they're, they're beaming stuff straight into your brain. Okay, point, so my, my eyes are closed and I'm watching the game. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just sits in rooms with their eyes closed <laughs> watching something Oh, uh, there's a big threat down here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw it too, man. That's we're, so cool. We're, Where are you? We're hosting... Valprezio, who who's an is coming school. off a national championship. <laughs> the opening kick is up in the air. Dead. <laughs> the, o- the only play I ever see in the new football stadium, I die. Wow. 2084, folks. Kid Tour. Kid Tour. Kid Tour oh, Stadium. That's so cool. By that point, though, I'll, I'll, I Valparaiso will probably be FBS. You know, they'll be champions. I mean, the freaking whacking Asun are trying to become FBS now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, uh, honestly, honestly, we're talking about this. Twenty eighty four, most likely college football will not exist. Oh no, 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 no. no, no. I, that, <laughs> that's something I feel decently confident about in our in our lifetime. College football as we know it now will not exist. It'll just be kids won't even have to go to college. There'll just be an entire minor league. And they could just go try out and get a million dollar contract. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, is that like Alabama and Ohio State and all them be like, no, we're gonna do our own thing. It's gonna be closer <laughs> to the freaking minor leagues. <laughs> and then everybody's gonna watch it and go, wait a second, <laughs> minor league football's never worked in the United <laughs> States. I kind of hate this, which is great for programs like App State. After we beat the, the national champion Valparaiso, the true student athlete model will be preserved. Pre- preserved. Preserved it, the uh, group of five model. Uh, anything else we need to cover there? Uh, any other athletic facilities or campus buildings? Um, I think I touched on the those, Luna building. The Luna building. Uh, the buildings Kid that tour. the buildings that are on deck to be torn down. Edwin Duncan, IG Greer, Varsity Gym's been rumored for years. That that would be a fantastic spot to put an actual academic building on. Yeah. Um, from what I have heard, campus cannot afford to tear those buildings down because there are so many students and they have to offer so many classes the departments that are housed in those like edwin duncan's got a bunch of ed classes in it uh varsity gym is used by rotc and dance as well as wrestling yeah and then ig greer is used by the theater department uh and philosophy so there's not really anywhere to put those programs i do think that um wrestling and volleyball We'll get yeah. a dedicated arena. Or yeah, space or whatever. I think that would be that would be really cool for wrestling to have its own sort of like because they have their own, but there's no windows. It's kind of no. It's kind of a dungeon, it, and it was not built to be theirs. No, I think if we had like a purpose built like arena style, like for wrestling to get super like intimate in that space would be really yeah. cool. Um, I think eventually that will happen. Yeah, whether I think so. whether it gets built on main campus or whether it gets built somewhere in Boone, yeah, that's gonna happen. So, anything else? Hopefully that answers your question, Chris Craven. Chris. And we started saying, man, I don't know. And here we are. It sounds like Chris Kringle. <laughs> uh, next. I'm going to pee, but just read it out. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I can open this door. It was the other door I can't open. The one with the black knight. You want me to keep this in the recording? Yeah, just, just read it loud. All right, folks. You're in for a, a, a long night. Listen, with... it's a marathon, baby, not a sprint. Well, you better sprint in there. All right, so this next one, uh, back to the Google. I hope y'all can hear it. 
Um, next question comes from the Google form. Uh, person did not leave a Twitter handle. Y'all really wanted to remain anonymous on the Google form. Uh, did not have a favorite podcast moment, so y'all weren't even listeners. I couldn't hear you over my stream. Okay, Will couldn't hear me over his stream. He wants the the listeners at home to know how how powerful powerful of a stream he has. Yeah, it was like a horse. It, it was like a horse. Alright, go ahead. Um, more likely, question mark, Will making it to an away basketball game Stop! Damn. Or being on time for a home game? <laughs> well, Will, care to answer that one? An away game... Making an away game, being on time for a home game. And we won't include weekends. We'll just say a weeknight home game. I'm going to say... Oh, you don't man. have to be on time to the away basketball game. You just have to make it in the door. Oh, okay, that, that opens some possibilities. I'm going to say... You actually have made it to an away game this year. Yeah, what, 30 minutes away? At Charlotte? Yeah, we play there every other year. Man, that ain't one of you asking. I'm going to say a weeknight home game. On time. Mm. On time. I'd be more likely. Who asked that? No one. We don't know. They're anonymous. Did you ask that? No, I didn't I didn't write this. My own Google form. Damn, okay. Good. Next. All right. Morgan. Hey. Is soccer realistically coming back anytime soon? Mm. Uh, realistically, no. I think Damn. our I think our department has allocated those funds elsewhere, and I'm not sure there's a lot of interest internally within campus, like not like students, whatever yeah. fans. I think there's a lot of interest internally in bringing that back. Which kind That's of a tough one. Because um, on one hand, you could be like, what about men's tennis? Right? Why? Where's men's tennis? I mean, if we're being realistic here, the university, I mean, they, they stopped offering those sports because they probably want to save money paying for those scholarships. I think it's the big cost when it comes to either of those yeah. sports. They're both equivalency sports still, but... Uh, it, Was there anything else cut? When they when COVID hit, was it men's indoor track? It might might have been all indoor track. I don't. It it was it was men's tennis, men's soccer, and indoor track of some variety. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I think. I mean, we have recency bias. Everyone has recency bias. You look at App FC, and you see the success and the popularity it has, and you go, "Oh, look." You know, Boone's a soccer town. Boone's there fine is a, a for, soccer community. Yeah, for a soccer team to to they want to watch soccer year round. But is that just because there's no other soccer that App FC is popular? Well, and that's where, you know, we've talked about it on the on on the podcast, off the podcast with fans before. App has a lot of men's soccer history. I mean, mm -hmm. the with Usain, like we we have the the all time most prolific scorer. An NCAA Literally history. Literally one of the best NCAA college players ever. And it's not ever. particularly close. He averaged like five goals a game. 
Which is, uh, which is I don't like know what... he only played three seasons in Boone, and he was hurt for most of like one of those seasons. Like yeah. it, it was unbelievable what he did there. And the quote that uh, the, I forget the name of the coach that coached those teams in the seventies. Uh, I forget, but I know what I know what quote you're about to say. He said that the biggest mistake that App State sports ever made is that they had a national champion contender soccer team. That they chose not to invest in, and they invested everything in football instead. Yeah, which is so interesting that like back in the 1970s, before like our football was unbelievably relevant, we had a a very very relevant nationally ranked soccer program that just kind of fell to the side to the the beast that is football. Yeah. It yeah. Um, that, that's what sucks is like like outside of football like. The, the biggest history we have in any of our other sports was men's soccer. Right. Um, and it got cut over programs like wrestling, which is nationally relevant now. Right. Uh, tennis was all, men's tennis was also cut. Um, I, I don't know. You still have men's track and field, I, which is a cheap, it's a cheap sport. So you've got app FC. I've already used that example. Um, even nationally, like, there is a national trend towards soccer in the United States. Overall, more Americans are turning to soccer than in previous generations. Yeah. I'm leaning towards no. I, I, I don't think so either. And in terms of like like soon, I'm thinking like 10 years. No. Now, maybe in 10. I, definitely not in five. The only think. thing that makes me... Uh, Second guess myself is that the new Sunbelt Soccer Conference is really good. Yes. It has a national champion yeah. in it. You've got Kentucky. You've got South Carolina. Yes. You have excellent opportunities for these kids to go play excellent opponents. Conversely, though, I I worry about internally within athletics that being seen as a we would not be competitive. Yeah, I mean, shoot, probably want to be since you cut the program. It would take a long exactly. time to bounce it, back. It would take you three, four, five years and to I probably wonder build if, like, up. If the Sun Belt would even let you be like, we want to join a lesser conference for like five years and then move up. No, they would There's no, no way they'd no, let you do that. They would never let you do that. If I mean, you're a full member, no. Yeah, it's almost like you're kind of at like a point of no return. You know, like do you bring back a program that you know is going to get its ass kicked for six years? Like, for what? For people to come to the first season? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a shame either way. Like, I yeah. think that's a program that should not have ever been cut. I think the programs that went through COVID and toughed it out and ate the cost and didn't have to cut sports, um, I, I applaud those schools that, yeah. that saw value in these programs and kind of ate the cost for a couple of years. Yeah. I think that's that's fantastic. I think there's a lot of value still um, to be a fan. Of, I mean, it, it, right? You shouldn't say like, you know, we're we're just not going to do this anymore. No, it's just for for pure financial reasons. Not, I think when, when you are an athletic department that you know is is generating revenue, like just through football alone, app has generated so much revenue leading up to the pandemic, and then. During and following the pandemic, yeah. app generated a lot of revenue off football. I think we've talked about this on a previous episode, so I'll I'll touch on this again. I let me start by saying I don't think any sport should have been cut. 
let me continue by saying I think baseball should have been cut instead of men's soccer. If we have to cut one, if I, if there's a gun to my head, you have to cut a sport. I'm cutting baseball. The yeah. reason being, yeah. Number one, that's a that's a on campus facility, or you know, it's connected to the proper campus yep. that you can use for housing or academics, whatever. So it has an academic benefit. Um, the state of North Carolina is remarkably good at baseball. We have historically, we've had, we've had a, our, our program historically has been, uh, almost to a, a, a pattern, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. We have not had like consistency, no, especially it, between it, coaches. It's a few glimmers and a sea of, of the And again, nothing. I think we have recency bias, right? We were in the uh, the NCAA tournament, what, 2012? If, if, somewhere between 2011 and 2013. Right. I can't remember off the top Within the last 10 years, right? So that, when the last 10 years may sound dumb, but for college sport, making the national tournament in the last 10 years, that's something to, to be happy about. Yeah. Um, because there's, I mean, for baseball, there's what, 300 schools? Uh, maybe if not more, more yeah. yeah every school that has grass can have a baseball field well and you've got schools like dallas baptist that's d3 and everything except baseball yeah so the i think the facilities could have been used since it's not soccer where it's an east boone you have to drive to it's it east, yeah it's a long walk treacherous walk a walk nonetheless right to get to the baseball field um compet- competition wise we have not shown any reason to believe that we can compete I think now too in the expanded Sunbelt baseball where yeah. you're you're playing ODU and you're playing Southern Miss too. Right. Like those those and JMU. Like yeah. You're um just the biome, the weather. Well, and like I, I was gonna bring that point up. Like we always see like our baseball stadium posted on top fifty prettiest baseball yeah. stadiums in America. It's not even the angle you can because see. We paid to have a bunch of drone photos taken in October where no baseball will ever be played. Now hold if, on. If you no, have, if, hold on. Max Renfro took that photo. And it's a wonderful photo. It's he did you, you know he didn't get paid. Oh, absolutely. You know he didn't get paid. <laughs> I know he didn't get paid to do that. <laughs> Take that back. It's a beautiful photo. <laughs> But that is not what Boone looks like in mid-February right. when baseball season kicks off. And that's not what you see. No. So unless you're going to schedule a month and a half on the road, let's be honest, like Boone, you're not going to have a day in Boone where it's going to feel nice to not only play a baseball game, but also watch a baseball game Yeah. until sometime in April. Right. And, and e- you can still even get a lot of nasty weather. In <laughs> and April. even like the nice days was like, oh, nice day for baseball. It's still going to be 45, 50, yes. but with some sun. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, nice day for baseball. The clouds went right. Today. Relative to Boone, man, I may bust out the, the light long sleeve shirt today for some baseball. Yeah. Um, so I I, I want to say I agree with you here. Like, and I, again, I, know, I know the baseball facility is decently recent so i'm sure that played into it like they weren't gonna abandon a facility that was newer um but it is kind of one of those like i think the university needs to look at itself and say do we want to keep spending this money on baseball the attendance numbers of baseball have not been wonderful right the team has not really been wonderful um i've talked to people who were recruited by at state baseball and said Mm -hmm. i love the coaching staff but i had no intention of ever playing in boone in february that's what scared me off from going. Especially because, uh, especially th- that's why at baseball, they try to front load the away games on their schedule intentionally. 
because the weather is so bad for baseball, they have to play on the road so often. And even then, a lot of their games, a lot of their series, the week of, get flipped to away because there's bad weather coming in. Exactly. So and it's then you're, hard you're as constantly a, at a competitive disadvantage. Right. You're spending the early part of your season losing because you're on the road mm-hmm. for all your games. It's hard as a student. So then you get behind the eight ball and you're, you know, yeah. you're lopsided in your loss column early, which has a psychological effect on your team. It definitely has a psychological effect on students and fans to want to come to your game when you're nine and twenty. Yeah, I mean, it, it. That's probably the toughest job at App State right now is 100%. making baseball work. Yeah, I think uh, we talk about like basketball being hard to market. I mean, to me, baseball. Out, baseball has a weird amount of alumni support, which is cool. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. I wish we could have. It it's for just hoops. weird. I feel like getting people to go to baseball, basketball, even if you suck, it's a five-minute walk and it's indoors, you know? Like, you can just sit there and shoot, do homework. <laughs> yeah. Do homework while you're in, indoors. Baseball, I feel like it's harder to get kids to come out to, especially when you're not doing well. And if we're considering just recent performance, we're saying last five years, which you should, I don't think they should have considered when it comes to deciding what gets cut. But had they done so... They would have seen that one program was on the up and up. And one program was consistently mid. Which soccer was. There were a lot of those guys that got recruited by App State, were commits, or on the team in early years, ended up going to other programs in the state and having a lot of success. Right. At other similar sized programs here in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. So that's why I think they made the – if they had to cut a, a sport – I think they made the wrong decision. I think baseball should have gotten cut before. It, it would have soccer. been a, a, a PR debacle cutting a sport like baseball. Yeah, but I think in the long term it might have been the smarter decision. I and think so. then honestly, instead of building softball a new facility project, you could have adapted mm-hmm. the baseball field to become softball. Yeah, there. I think there. Yeah, there's just more versatility, and with the whole Boy Hill Inn being torn down and that's being developed. Yeah, that whole plot of land could have turned into like, an like a like an upper upper portion of of campus. Um. So in closing, no, I don't see men's soccer coming back in the next ten years. Um, which is a it sucks. The conference is going to be phenomenal. I mean, it literally has a national champion. They won, Marshall won, what, a year ago? Two years ago? 2020 or 2021? Adam in 21. Yeah, they won last year. Yeah. So, um, and that's the thing is if a school like Marshall can beat a national champion in yeah. a sport like soccer, you, you cannot tell me that Boone is not capable of doing that. If Huntington, West Virginia is capable yeah. of producing a soccer national championship, the school that doesn't even have lights at its baseball stadium, right. they got to play at a, a YMCA. <laughs> you tell me if they can be the national championship, you know, contending team, and we can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. So uh, to answer your question, that's, that's, Morgan, uh, realistically, I don't think it's coming back anytime soon. Would love to see that. I, I would love for, for yeah. us to be proven wrong there, though. Shout out James O'Keefe. The yes. Coach. Doing great at uh, Robert Morris. Doing great stuff. Yeah, Coach O'Keefe, uh, one of our early, for a long time followers of me and Will's content. For that sure. One of our, we yeah, did he, we did a stream. live stream with him, and the audio was fucked up. We, uh, it was an echo. Everything he heard, uh, he came through fine, but everything he heard of us was like, hey, and he was a trooper, man. Yeah, that was a that was a great interview. Yeah, 
Um, so, uh, yeah. Right, Next. So now we move on to the final uh, submission we got in our Google form. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sadly, the most relevant, I think. God damn it. Uh, name, this comes from the Cone Bouncer. Oh! Uh, I know him. You do know him. He's really good at Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of looking at the time. I'm not sure we're going to get our games in. <laughs> I'd like to get one or two in tonight. But, um, question number one. I think this goes for you. I think you are the... Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm blushing. You are the resident expert in this space. Fortnite? No. Oh. Uh, when are you going to add diversity to the cast? <laughs> Listen, Will, this one stumped you clearly. We will get Chip on the podcast, okay? Oh, Chip We'll have Buckwell a diversity of opinions, right? Oh, I, I see. I yes. see the cop-out angle. We'll bring in, we'll this. bring in Chip. We'll bring in Tapton Sports. Yep. We'll bring in App Predictions. I think Warren Boyette. We'll bring in uh, Warren Boyette. He may be longtime listener. He's I think probably he, probably the most positive person we could get on here. Exactly. I think I think his positivity would add a, a diverse effect on our. It would have a diverse effect on our podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll just say Cone Bouncer. You can just come on here and do an accent, and then um, we'll just consider that the yikes, diversity checkmark. Yikes. So. Um, okay. Moving next. on to the next question from Cone Bouncer. Delete that Google form now. The next question from Cone Bouncer. <laughs> Two what? He actually asked. There are five question marks. All right, we're going to have to speed these performances up here. If you could change one thing, one game outcome, et cetera, from this past sports season, what would you change? Wake Forest basketball. Yeah, Wake Forest basketball probably. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I still have not, still not getting, seen the ending. Getting our ass beat by Texas State's, that's pretty that, That's up there. Yeah, but, okay, let's think about this. If we change the outcome of both of those, which one has the biggest impact on the remainder of the season. Texas State, because we make a bowl game. Yeah, but like... We make a bowl game. Go get our ass kicked? Like That's fine. That's money, dude. I guess. Um, <laughs> wait for us, though. It's, I'll it's say hard. wait for us. It's hard. Um, Smoking that Bobcat pack. Get two ACC wins in one year. That would have done wonders for fan yeah. engagement. And like, of course, like we beat Louisville, and they're literally one of the worst teams in the country. Wake Forest is a uh, good program. He said the past worst season, so I can respect the last year. I think a, a big one for me may be losing that Georgia State game in the conference tournament. Yeah, but that one... Last year's basketball season, losing to Georgia State, that tournament game. That one sucked, but it didn't feel like... It, it felt like they were the better team, you know? It felt like they were the better team, but... It felt like they earned it. It. I was just... I just wanted more basketball with that group. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that core do it again. Yeah. Um, but the Wake Forest and Texas State games, we were the better team. Yeah. And, that, and we, we lost. Just, we got our ass kicked. Yeah. that That's true. Good question, though, Cole Good you. question. Good question. Um, yeah, better than the first one. Next from uh, – it's a two-parter here. Uh, do you think Coach Kearns is the guy? If not, how long till we replace him? Coach Kearns is the guy. Coach Kearns is the guy. This season there. is the uh, it's the first season where I've had um, reservations, where I've had games will end after Charlotte. Um, I mean, after the game at Coastal, games will end, and I'm just like, 
man, what were we doing? Like, yeah, that, there's like coaching, glaring coaching mistakes. Like for me, that the game at Coastal, Don and Gregory was exhausted, physically exhausted. He looked, he was looking like Max Duggan at the end of the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, physically exhausted before the like in the last few minutes of the second half. So exhausted that he couldn't even get the last shot off. And then we go to overtime, and he still he probably of our possession. He probably had the ball for 80% of our possession in overtime. Yeah. He brought the ball up every every inbound. His shots were literally coming up short. Even the ones he made were, were uh, dangling off the front rim. It, 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 as coach, you got to be like, I know it's your guy. I know he's the senior. I know he's the leader. But like, you got to know when to pull the plug. You know, like This guy physically cannot perform right now to no fault of, of anyone. Like You got to make a change, right? That was a game that I felt... Uh, I was upset with Coach Kearns. Losing the game to Charlotte was, that's still so far the worse than Wake Forest. That Charlotte game is the worst loss of the Coach Kearns era. Um, to start in the most dominant fashion I've ever seen App State basketball yeah. perform and then lose by not a close margin. Um, yo, eight-year-old kid, silence your phone. Damn. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, that, made, that had me frustrated. But... Uh, Kearns is 100% the guy. We have not gotten to the point where I'm like, fire Kearns, find someone else, or anything like that. No. The way people talk about Clark, we are far from that point with oh, Coach yeah. Kearns. And if you and are on, like, like, if you are pushing some type of co- like fire Kearns narrative, you, you have to respect that he has a ring. Yes. You have to respect he has a ring. No, okay. Current could have losing seasons, I think, for the next four years because, like, the ring bottom that. I don't know about that. I mean, not, I, I don't know. I just like he's recruiting very well. From too. talking to Coach Currents personally, like he's just someone who is is bought in at a level. He is bought in um, for a program that needs buy-in. Yeah, like you can't see App State as a stepping stone job or something like that because you will not have success. Yeah. Kearns does, Kearns, not not see this. Like, Kearns does not see this as his step before he gets back to Clemson or he goes, he to, goes Tennessee. to Tennessee, something like that. No, no, he, this no. is, he is here for as long as he can be until he gets an offer that he'll he break his heart to take down. it, but he'll take it and, he, and take he his family. He loves being here. He loves coaching these teams. He loves the people in Boone. Um, And, and you know, I feel pretty confident that some of those things that have happened this year, the Charlotte game, stuff like that, like, they're bumps in the road on the journey that are going to eventually pay off for us because we've learned from them. That's what we thought about the Chapel Hill game. What, getting blown out by an ACC school? We have not been blown out by an ACC <laughs> I'm school. I'm talking about football. Since then. Oh, football? I, I don't know. We yeah, know. we're like, oh, man, this team, they, they, they'll they learn from the pain. They'll never have again. And then no, we lost I, to Jamie. I didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tweeted it, bro. Anything I tweet on the Golden account, you're co-signing. No, because you didn't ask me. Your name's in the bio. Give me the login, and, and we'll we'll say no, I'm 50-50. No, I don't want to. Yeah, look at that. Look at that, huh? See how the turn takes. Next. All right. Um, we're done with our Google form question. Fuck you, Gumby. Actually, no. Uh, we got another one from Joe. <laughs> Thank God. I was really upset I think we'll have that we were one. done. I, I think we have the same one. But, Thank God. But from Cone Bouncer. Did you himself. just dox Cone Bouncer? I did dox Cone Bouncer. Dude. Eight-year-old. All right. Uh, favorite gold room moment so far? Okay, we had to do a cut because we doxed uh, Drunk Yosef. Yes. But Drunk Yosef getting a cramp while recording the interview with him was uh, 
I can't put into words how funny that was. Yeah, no, that I think that's probably, <laughs> that's probably mine too. Like when I read the question, that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, drunk Yosef. Drunk Yosef going just da da da. Oh, cramp, 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 cramp. cramp. And still taking the mic yeah, with him. Taking the mic with him, falling to the floor with the mic in his hand, <laughs> as well as a whiskey and a cigar. <laughs> Like he's got a mic, a whiskey, and a cigar all in his hands, and he falls backwards holding the mic, going cramp. He cramp, was like cramp, a cramp, he cramp. was like a, a an orangutan. He just had a, he had a million things in his fingers. Yes, and he could control all of them. Yes, like he, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure he kept smoking the cigar and kept sipping while he was sitting down there. Um, so uh, that was awesome. Another fun moment. If it if we're including not just recorded but just yeah, uh, you know, gold room adjacent, right? Uh, Justin Abson's mom. Uh, introducing yourself yeah, after saw uh, the game was awesome. Kyle Britt messaging in the uh, the Discord yes. about being like being across from the Cone Gang guys, like the Gold Room dudes. Yes. at, uh, at a tailgate uh, was fun. Anytime someone reference someone that we don't know as friends references the podcast, that shit is e- awesome. Even when it's like friends, like I, you know, that it's it's cool to know people like actually like right. listen to us. Right, but it's, it's so cool when it's someone that we don't know personally because it's like damn, like. You yeah are you just found this maybe you saw a tweet and you actually sit down and listen like you don't even this, know us like, and, and like our content is very niche like it is it's, yes App State Sports is niche and then within that we we right. have a niche brand and also keep in mind we are the only App State podcast on the WWE network funded by the Saudi government so when you talk having about someone, having someone tweet that about this that like, yeah yeah I mean so cool you know our humor is not for everyone we'll just say that snowflakes we need to put out a sticker that's like a i am a fan of the golden podcast <laughs> you put that out there i listen to the golden podcast sometimes that's fine <laughs> if you listen to the golden podcast every like cats off to you uh i'd probably throw in our first episode as well just so that those fun college stories are documented yes i there have been so many friends who have been like oh my god like what was it like for y'all like y'all living together in college or whatever and we've sent them that episode right like because that story you know the older you get details fade away exactly you kind of embellish here and there because you fill in the dots it's documented baby we got it documented hell yeah cheers (laughs) cheers there mate uh Uh, but yes drunk yosef getting a cramp was the best moment thank you thank you a cone bouncer his favorite podcast moment thus far was the Christmas episode when Santa was there. That's hey, that's a good one. Oh, and Cone Bouncer. Uh, oh, oh my oh, God. Oh. Santa. I heard I was mentioned. Yeah, Santa. We were actually just recording our 50th anniversary uh, 50th episode. Anniversary. Uh, would you want to say anything? I mean, you're part of the Gold Room Cinematic Universe. I can. Will you? Or were uh, you just saying you have the ability? I have the ability to. Do you have a question for Santa? It is the off season, you know. Um, if you could change the outcome of one App State game, what would you do? Oh, probably the Wake Forest football game. I think Michael Rubino got some money under the table. <laughs> He Santa. definitely got coal in his stocking. Santa, ho, ho, ho. you can't make bribe allegations on my podcast. I'm Santa. <laughs> I do what I please. All right. Thank you, Santa. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, uncontrollable. 
Uh, Cone Bouncer, make sure when you come on and do your accent, you can't be a white person accent. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Right. Next. Now we're going through Twitter uh, for the rest of the way. Um, Thank God. The real fans. At Michelle Too Well, uh, who put out an unbelievable uh, Jetsons and Spice graphic. cute as hell. That's yeah, unbelievable. Um, With What is your app state nightmare blunt rotation? <laughs> All right. Eric Church. Yeah, he's got to be on everyone. So that's Church. a good one. That's a good one. Um, Any guy from Pike. Um, Who else? We'll do Pike as one. Yeah. Blunt rotation is what? Four or five? I don't know. How we can't many have people, a 20-man how many, blunt. How, like, many people, how many people are you smoking blunts with? Don't be getting all types of COVID doing a 30-man blunt rotation. <laughs> or or, a, or a, a tobacco rotation. Tobacco. Uh, yeah, yeah, tobacco product. Tobacco. Well, well no, yeah, no, North no, Carolina. Hey, hey, le- 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 uh, and we can say Delta 8 or Delta 9. Man, the, the older listeners don't know what Delta 8 is. Okay. Um, tobacco. So I, Eric I got, Church. I got a sneaky one. The entirety of Pike. The fraternity. I got I got one for Will because this this would be dream for me, but nightmare for Will. Uh, ASU cop anon. <laughs> oh, a ghost from the years past. Oh my god, would I get to see what he looks like? I mean, obviously, would he still be anonymous? I mean, he couldn't be if he was in the blunt rotation. I don't know. He could have like a mat, a like over his one of, one of those like full body masks. <laughs> yeah. As you cop a nod, just a little bit of lore for everyone. Uh, when we started doing our streams uh, during like 2020, yeah, COVID days. We had uh, COVID days. <laughs> <laughs> how long until there's a sitcom about COVID? How um, how much time has to pass until uh, Fox greenlights the uh, COVID days? <laughs> It's okay. They're in my circle. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like 12 years. Yeah, and it could just be like me living in Boone. Like, It has to be long enough for the wardrobe to have changed. So it's like, oh, that's vintage. That's yeah, 2020. that's true. That's true. It could just be me during COVID when I had like one of my friends moved in because all my roommates moved out and we drank like a case of beer every day. You tried every beer at the gas station. Yes. Uh, so ASU Cabanon, he would call in. Uh, we don't know who this man is. He would call in, and uh, the call would start off normal. We'd be talking about whatever. And then, I don't know if it was him, his son, a hired actor. Someone in the background would, start going, would every every time, Oh, my God. Mom, mother just slipped in the shower. She's bleeding out. Oh, the, the oven's on fire. The house is burning out. He'd go, Oh, cold boy, cold boy. We got to go. Oh, he, He'd boy. answer every time and be like, <laughs> Oh well, combo, oh, combo, and then before the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, um, we were at uh, we're at the doghouse, the doghouse, just chilling, and ASU Coppinon tweets, uh, like I'm looking at App State Comboy right now. <laughs> he like, like knew where we what were. The fuck? <laughs> because we had posted, we were like, if anyone, if you don't have anyone hang yeah. out, we'll come through and we'll just kick it with us. Fucking pulled up, apparently. We wouldn't know, because we didn't know. We haven't seen him. We don't know who he is. I, I hope 
like ASU Kapanon like shows up and reveals himself like the moment where we least expect it. Damn, like right now. No, false alarm. No, like how funny would it be like if we were like at your wedding and like Oh my god. We're standing there up on stage and you just get a tap on your shoulder and it's like, Hey come boy. Oh well, what if like five cop cars pull in, sirens <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? Everyone get down, what the fuck's going on? Dude fucking kicks the door open. Where is Comboy? Oh, no, no, no. Even better, even better. Like, y'all get married, whatever. You're walking out. You're getting in the car to drive away. And you've got a police escort. You're like, where did you come from? Oh, my God. And he pulls down the sunglasses. He goes, well, hey, Comboy. Holy shit. It'd be like Mike Pence during the riot. And then y'all like, I'm not getting in that car. (laughs) (laughs) Right off into the sunset. I'm not getting there. (laughs) It's ASU coming on. I'm not getting Uh, that limo. I feel like ASU coming on has to be in the nightmare rotation, though. That'd be funny as hell. Because then his child would start yelling about their dog diner, like his daughter choking to death, and then he'd have yeah. to leave, and the blunt rotation be, <clears throat> tobacco rotation be ruined. Yeah. So there's three. Let's get at least two more on there. Two more on there. Um, nightmare. Who are, who are like campus nightmares? Uh, my professor David Spiceland. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, Doctor Spiceland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, yo, another story about Spiceland. I told the one about when the bombs were sent to CNN anchors, and he came in the next day to talk about alleged bombs. And we we're like, bro, what the <laughs> They're fuck? They're not alleged. Alleged, bro. He, he He's talking. We get in class, and the first few minutes, he's just chit-chatting, you know, letting us know what we're doing. And he goes, oh, and by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi used to do uh, beauty pageants as a teen. Take from that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back class looking around like is anyone having the same reaction I'm, what the fuck was that what was that <laughs> I put David Spiceland at four <laughs> who's, who's our who's our fifth who's, who's, fifth who's closing out the starting lineup uh oh oh Oh, who's the dude from Georgia State? Oh no, I have I have um, a good one though. I I've got a good one though. Uh, Eric? No, from Arlington. E R I C K. Eric. Oh, Eric Neal. Eric Neal. Yeah. He's a good one. He's a good one. <laughs> yes. I also think the security guard number one has to. Oh. That dude has to be in the nightmare. Ten thousand percent, because you know exactly how he would act. Yes. He'd be telling lame-ass jokes. Yes. And he'd be telling jokes that are, like, kind of mean, kind of personal. Yes. And he's like, oh, it's a a joke, bro. It's a joke. He's pulling out snacks from his cargo shorts. (laughs) But there's not... He's like, hey, anybody want a bologna and cheese? Hey, has anyone seen The Princess and the Frog? Don't worry. I put extra mayo on it. (laughs) What do we think of Tangled? (laughs) (laughs) An underrated Disney film, perhaps. Yeah, but who really wanted Frozen (laughs) 2? So the final list, Eric Church, the Pike Fraternity, David Spiceland, security guard number one, uh, ASU Coppinon. ASU Coppinon. And the substitute, if someone can't make it or Eric, someone can't hang, Eric Neal. Eric Neal from Arlington. If not, uh, insert name here, coastal basketball player. Hippolyte. 
Hippo. Most. What about Bob Marlin, the coach of Louisiana? Oh, we did leave Bobby Marlin out. Like we Maybe, would, we would, we, like we honestly, legitimately would not be here recording this right now if it wasn't for Bobby Marlin. I guarantee you. Should I invite him to the wedding? Oh, <gasps> I should. Say, oh, I'm sitting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to send Bobby Marlin an invite. I'll, I'll send him a save the date. <laughs> save the date, whatever. And then Maybe we'll get someone off the registry. And then parentheses, you got to put, I'm the kid who said, "Where's my son in F State?" I'm the kid that threatened to murder your family, extended family too, at the F State basketball game. <laughs> I admit it. That's after all these years. That's worth like the postage to like 100 Lafayette. Yeah, that's worth it. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, yeah, I think we had. Okay, if we put Bobby Marlin on, who do we who do we put on? Who do we kick off to the B team? Probably David Spicelin. No, dude, he'd be a hoot. Yeah, he would. What well, Eric Neal? But no, but that's the thing though. That's the thing though. Eric Neal's already on the B team. Spicelin would be a hoot, and if you're gonna be a hoot, that's not a nightmare. Yeah, but a hoot and like a I Nancy Pelosi did beauty pageants. <laughs> that I would find that unbelievably hysterical. And in my tobacco bombs. rotation, he'd be like, "Yo, Hiroshima, alleged nuke." <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd laugh my ass off at that. I'm hearing some some rumors. <laughs> 1945, David Spicelin. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Speaking about nukes, though, today we did look what? up. We we did look up at work today where the nuke is in Goldsboro. Okay. Um, like the coordinates for whatever. It's kind of hysterical because it's in the middle of a massive field. Like it's a plowed, unbelievable field, except for like a fifty foot patch of trees <laughs> that they can't touch because the bomb is directly <laughs> underneath the trees. You never looked this I up. Didn't know that shit. If you so know, what they what it's a silo like they launch from it? No, oh you didn't know this. 1961, a B-52 broke up in midair over North Carolina, and it had two nuclear bombs on board. Uh, one of them got to the stage of deployment where the parachute. Um, oh shit! The parachute deployed, so it caught and landed on the ground. The other one was like fully armed itself, and the parachute. Was not deployed. I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. But it landed in like a, a muggy, swampy area. Like it had rained a lot recently, whatever. So it landed in like a muddy swamp area and it did not detonate. But they detonate above land though. That one did not. Oh, that was different. So It's a different nuke. So it it crashed into the ground in this muddy swamp, and it was already starting to to sink down into the earth. So the United States military came in, and they said there is no way for us to remove the bomb itself without fear of the warhead inside going off. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to take out the plutonium from inside the bomb and kind of just let the rest of it sink down into the earth. So the Damn. the... Nuclear warhead inside the bomb is still there, but the plutonium that would have been used to ignite the bomb uh, has been removed. Could we get it? Uh, it's apparently like 200 to 250 feet below the earth now. But because of that, that's why that field, there is just a patch of trees and <laughs> the rest of like farmland. I don't know. I think we could get it. Um, so yeah, fun fact about nukes. David Spiceland probably knows that. I guarantee you he knows that. Ooh. I guarantee you he knows that. I could. I bet he could tell you the serial, the fucking code VIN name of number, the plane. Yeah. 
that dropped it. Yeah. So um, shout out Michelle. Great question. Yeah, that was a good one. That was yeah, fun. Shout out Takai. Next. Uh, from we're just going through the family here. We had, we went from Morgan to Michelle <laughs> and now to Carlos. <laughs> why? What does ha- Carlos have to say? Why hasn't my dad come back? That's, uh, that's heavy, man. I don't know. You're you're a kid. You'll figure it out. I don't know. You could come work for us. We do have children. On yeah, exactly. Staff. We do have an, a very extensive child labor unit here yeah. at, at Golden Studios. So we actually, this is a formal invitation, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, yeah. if you would like to work for the Golden Podcast in some capacity, um, please reach out to us. Um, and no one, no one tell Carlos that we said this. Carlos has to Carlos listen to this podcast. Carlos will have to make it to at least the one hour thirty nine minute mark to mm, do that. That's a big mark. Um, thank you, Carlos. Yeah, next. App State alum at Chaz W. James. Big ups, Chaz. What's the plan and time frame for expanding Kid Burger? We, we've hit this. <sighs> okay, let's refresh. Kid Tour. <laughs> Kid Tour, what do we say? Kid Tour in 2084 when we play Valparaiso. And Will's dying at the kick. And I have my eyes closed to watch my hologram, my, my brain newer link. And then uh, uh, Men's Soccer comes back. Next, uh, from Dave Pastusic. I think I'm trying to say Pastusic. P A S T U S I. I've seen this. I've seen Dave, this guy. Yeah, I've seen him. Too. I don't remember how to say his name. Pastusic. I hope I'm saying Dave P. Yeah. Uh, when does Sherry Everts retire? How old is uh? How old is Sherry? Let me do a. It's little... gotta be relatively soon, right? You would think. I like, mean. Uh, that or she like she's been a hard-working woman for a long time now where, let me how do I, sherry everett's age that doesn't pop up automatically no like, they're, like, her Wikipedia, when you search post malone no her wikipedia doesn't have that maybe she didn't have a birthday maybe she's like a kyle xy situation she got no belly button the doctor says <laughs> stop stop stop, stop. <laughs> uh she earned a master's degree in english in 1991 she got her bachelor's degree in 1980 so you can okay so subtract 18 from well, something no, like no, that 22 like 22 yeah, something like so she would be born in 1958 so that would mean she is we're calculating right now yeah. hold on hold on 65 that's the age of retirement ain't it it is, but for chancellors, they'll they'll hang around for a while. Yeah. They can. Um, I think within the next five years, I'm trying to think. I think typically, I think chancellors or athletic directors, or whatever, if they plan to retire, they plan to get through a huge phase, some type yeah. of big project, some sort of capstone, and they hand it off. So I'm trying to think what maybe. Well, the Hickory campus is big. Yeah, but that shouldn't that should be done really. I mean, I'll, I'll be say ready this. For the fall, I think right? it is more likely that Sherry moves on and tries to go to a bigger campus i almost feel like she would just get like a job with the unc system which apparently there were rumors years and years and years ago that when the unc systems chair opened up that she wanted that spot Mm -hmm. and she interviewed for it right i would imagine that i think that i can see that i can see that yeah so i'll say within the next i'm gonna say within the next three years We'll have some sort of transition at that. Chancellor Everett's move be, on. I, I can see that. Let's uh, real quick. Uh, you heard Parker start to sing a jingle. 
Um, he's he's choking on the champagne of beer. Uh, Parker and I met sophomore year of high school in biology class. See, see now that you're, I, I, this is actually a decent reward for the people that have made it an exactly. hour and forty two minutes. This is a deep cut, a deep, deep, deep cut. Um, and one of our assignments one day was different. Uh, like what was it like genetic disorders? Yeah, different um, different chromosome. Right. Issues. So. Basically, you broke them into groups, and you had to just present on whatever your disorder was, whatever your and, whatever and it was. was it, like you got like it, it was within the class period, and it right. was like you had to do something creative, like a and song. You would or have a, you'd have scene. like um like Down syndrome, just for example, something with your DNA, like your chromosomes, like this. It led to yes. whatever condition. So that's what Huntington's that's disease, on. right? Something like that. So ours was called what XXY, XXY, which is if you are born. With both two X chromosomes, but uh, also a Y chromosome as well. Right. And uh, Parker and I wrote a song to explain this uh, condition. So we get up in class, the front of the room, and I think we do like a little introduction or whatever. And yes, we're like, and, and it was a component of this that it had to be something artistic. I I, I don't know why our, our good right. old Daniel Siftar. Shout, shout out Siftar. Him, shout out to him. Without Daniel Siftar, we would not be here right for now. For real, Quite literally. For real. That's so love, bro. No, bro. Uh, so we do a little, here's what it is, XXY, blah, blah, blah. And now we have a song. Uh, if I remember you actually Oh, I started it? Portion. Sorry. Um... Uh, um. The doctor says I have XXY. My wait, what's the second line? My oh no! <laughs> yeah, you can't sing okay. that. Okay, no, I'll say, it, I'll say it. I'll say it. Okay, I'll say okay, it. Because okay, okay. it's a condition. It's education. It's education. It's education. This isn't funny. You, you this will, isn't you funny. Learn this. This isn't funny. The doctor says I have XXY. My penis is short and my voice is high. <laughs> and then I came on stage as the doctor and explained. Uh, what XXI, XXY was. So, there you go. There, there you go. Gold Room Podcast <laughs> listeners. I know you've been wanting, and we've been dropping Easter eggs about this story. We've been, you, we've been using the letter X for 49 episodes now. Yep. You guys knew something was up. Yeah, y'all do. The fans, they, they knew that. We love X on the basketball team. Yeah. So, you know, it was a it was a hint. Yeah. Next, we are on to our final. What I believe to be final. It better be good. Final question. I don't know. BS. Let me check if any last minute ones came in. I don't think so. Okay, read that one off, and I'll let you know if there's one more. Okay. My man's texting right now, bro. We in the home stretch, dog. I'm checking on Twitter. Make sure no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this one comes from Mangy Dog. All right, we do have one more at Mangy underscore Dog. Shout out, Mangy Dog. Does Yosef have a beard because he's hiding after the FBI busted his meth lab? And then, like, one of those, like, winky tongue out faces? Like, ah. I'm so cute and quirky. Ah. Thank you, Mangy Dog. Is Yosef wearing a beard because he's in disguise after FBI busted his raid? Busted his raid. Raided his, his meth lab. His yeah, bust. His meth lab. Yeah. Huh. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'll say no. That's not why he has a beard, but it is why he wears a hat. <laughs> Come on, let it out. You know it was funny. Is that our culprit? No, he has a hat on. 
Can't be him. They put they they hold a picture up and like the camera does the zoo, like focuses on the picture. No hat. It focuses on the background. He's got a hat on. It's not our guy. <laughs> no hat right here. And that's why he mischievously takes his hat off and hands it to people in the student section. Like, hey, can catch me right now. Right. He teases the cops. Look, copper. Yeah. It's me without a hat. <laughs> um. I'm gonna say no. That's not. He, he has a beard because he uh, he got a lot of scars in a tragic low-speed tractor accident, <gasps> and he he grew the. Fortunately, his hair follicles were not damaged, so he grew his beard out to cover the horrendous, gut-wrenching, vomit-inducing, repulsive scars uh, on his face. So that's good. That's good. All right, Next. so there's, we have another question here? Next. Yeah. This one comes from Austin Evans. Oh. At the Big Ginge. The Big Ginge. Unders- Let me look at this guy. Hey. That's a Big Ginge if I've ever seen one. There you go. Oh, he does look like a Big Ginge. That's a Big Ginge. Yeah. That's at, there's an underscore, and then the with an A. Anyways, who's the best football player not named Armani Edwards? I'm assuming for App State. If we're talking like at mm. all time, then like Cam Newton. But like. <laughs> who's the best App State football player not named Armani Edwards? And just for the purposes, I'm I'm just gonna do like recent era, like when I've been a student. Yeah, because I mean, so you yours say pro- Dexter Coakley. Or, yeah, yeah. But we'll um, we'll keep it fun and we'll do uh, since 2015. Yeah, I think Cam Peoples. See, see, that's the thing is like production wise, it, I. It, pre- How about favorite and best? If I'm saying like pound for pound, who is the best football player? It's Cam Peoples. It's it's not particularly close there. Um, uh, best. Oh. I would. Yeah, think about uh Demarco Jackson. Demarco. His last season was insane. But that was just his last season though. I'm trying to think, guy. Like, yeah, I guess. If we're Duck trying to left think early. Whole, Duck left early, but Duck's still his career was dominant. Duck was pretty crazy, although he did. He was kind of the reason, not the reason, part of why we lost to Tennessee. Mm, he got burned. He did, but that was that was that was pre prime Duck. That won't that wasn't prime Duck. Pre prime, he wasn't Coach Prime yet. No, nah, he wasn't Coach. It prime. was a prime prime Duck. He wasn't prime Duck yet. Prime Duck. Prime Duck was something to reckon with. You got to put Duck up there. You got to put Cam Peoples. Corey Sutton. Yeah. Was insane. Yeah. When he was healthy. Um. I mean, you, you overlook him, but Chandler Staten. 2019 Zach Thomas. 29, are you taking 2019 or 2018 Zach Thomas? I'm taking the, those two years, 2018 and 2019, and, and like throw away, like pretend, yeah. <laughs> pretend the football ended in 2019. It's 2020 wasn't even that bad. It was just that 2018 and 19 were so good. It, yes, like by comparison, they were not as. You got to think, good. Akeem. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Mm, I don't know if Jalen Moore is on there. I don't know. I don't know if Jalen Moore is on there either. I don't know if Darrington's on there. Yeah, maybe Darrington's 2019 was unbelievable. Mm. I'm trying to think of like D line, like yeah. linebacker. Meach. 
Yeah, Meech. Meech produced a lot of moments. Jalen Virgil was a dominant special teams. Yeah. He, I mean, he was like the return man. Yeah, which is crazy that he's he's the NFL guy out of that group. Yeah. You've got that group wide of wide receivers, and he's the NFL guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm That's for like single game performance, like Meech's Chapel Hill game. That's probably, I mean, that's, that's gotta probably be, the best single game. That's I've probably got to be one of the best games played by an individual in the 2010s. Yeah. Right? Has Straight to Straight up. Has to be. Probably, and it's got to be top 100 of the century so far, from 2000 on. Top 100? Top 100. I mean, it's probably in the high 100, or, you know, towards the top, but uh, definitely absolutely. 100. Absolutely. So, if we're just talking, if we're talking best and favorite, Duck was a fucking fan favorite. Yeah, Duck was Duck was fun. Duck might be a favorite. There. That uh, that, might be my favorite that uh, Dollar General Bowl. I think it was Dollar General Bowl with yeah. Toledo when he did the the children. What was it, Children of the Blind or yeah. whatever? He did the zombie walk. That was funny as hell. That's what, like Duck. Duck was that beautiful balance of like he was a fantastic football player, but he talked shit and he I had that know. showmanship. He was so much fun to watch with all that stuff. Yeah. Like he he was like our Deion Sanders like he he was, he was yeah he was a he was corner closer, yeah, that yeah. like loved the showboat was yeah. not like was not afraid to tell you that y'all were terrible like <laughs> that that duck was duck with him yeah I want to say duck was him before him was a thing <laughs> it really was like, we're talking about him has always been Jesus Christ Hossie no <laughs> no um I'm gonna say the best. Best and favorite. Uh, and if you ask me this question tomorrow, once a day the entire year, yeah. I'd probably change my answers. But favorite, I'm leaning towards Duck. Yeah. And I also have also because I know Cone Matriarch really like Duck. Best, I'm leaning towards Camp Peoples. Yeah, I think I think for me best as far as like pound for pound football player, Cam Peoples is something different. You can't like, forget his Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah, like he he's that not shit was wild. he's not from here. Like, I think I I feel good with those answers. I, Yo, eight year old kid, dude, silence your phone. I, I feel good with those answers too. Jesus I, I think Christ. I think if we're taking best is like best but, physical player. And then what if you had to pick different answers? If I had to pick different answers, uh, probably Akeem for best. Um, That's a good one. Favorite Meech. Yeah. Yeah. Meech. Was, Meech. Meech was. Meech was. So, so it's fun when you have a player. So much when fun they, to watch. when they do something and the whole crowd goes ooh, like Luke Keekley. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, I feel good with those answers. If you yeah. ask me tomorrow, they'd be yeah. probably totally different. Um. Who's the worst app state? No, no, no. <laughs> no, we all know who it is. Rubino. Yeah, it's Rubino. Rubino. It's Rubino. <laughs> man, man had the anti-clutch gene. <laughs> um, we can keep this quick. I did actually find one more question. Jesus Christ. Next. Uh, from Justin, J.R. Turner, 1414. Uh, what made you want to start a podcast in the first place? We'll leave it. He had, he had other stuff in there. We're, we're, we're long. What we're, was the other stuff? Read uh, it off. Read it off. We don't have an answer. What's the biggest difference you've seen at App and its entirety? Buildings, fans, all night, anything. We've, we've probably touched on that. We've probably touched as on a whole. I feel like it'd be cool to end on on what your. Maybe we can cry a little bit here. You can answer, and I'll sing a graduation by Vitamin C again. 
Um, well, I think it was big to us. We saw a void in the App State podcast community. Um, there were so many podcasts that were making, you know, two-hour episodes. And we we just wanted to be a podcast that made 45-minute, you know, quick, funny. It's what you wanted to hear. We're not bogging you down with random banter. Like, you're in and out. That's what the fans wanted. So, uh me and will this is these are just the conversations that me and will naturally have together oh um and and that's what we did this has just been like a really fun pet passion project the two of us like we i i think i don't want to speak for you here but yeah don't fucking speak for me bitch i think it's something that we do more from like personal enjoyment than from like any amount of like getting recognized yeah for it or whatever like i think uh you pretty much hit it it was just we already have conversations like this all the time and uh it's fun interacting with the friends that we've met on twitter so yep. we thought it'd be fun to record it and share it with people and, and just be it, able to it, yeah start it, conversations it felt like the next step from us doing those live streams in 2019 2020 yeah i think um something else that drived us to uh to do it was that um the there have been other app state podcast obviously black gold podcast is like you know the podcast it's the app state podcast what? um uh, <laughs> Fight me, QJ. Our, our listenership is through the roof. Uh, other uh, App State podcasts has come and gone. And to no slight to them, we've seen doing a podcast, it's tough to do it consistently. Yeah, it, you've got to set a schedule. I mean, Especially we, when we do ours in person. Yeah, we're, we're um, not Zooming in or right. calling in or doing something. Doing a Zoom, you can just, you know, okay, we're recording 7 to 8. You get on at 6.59, you're done at 8.01. But, you know after after work we gotta drive i gotta drive over here we gotta set the mics up all that yep. stuff so there's more to it but for me I've, I've always been the type of person where if there's something that i really want to do i kind of force myself to add steps that make me commit to it right we bought equipment we bought mics we bought a mixer we spend time setting it up if it was too easy it'd be too easy to just skip yeah right if we could just jump on zoom It'd be too easy to be like, oh, we'll just do it next week. We'll just phone it in this week. And you then, don't want to drive across town. That's fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, next week is like three months. And then we're like, all right, we're done. Yeah. So I totally get it. We make fun of three to the fourth, but those, those are our guys. It's just, you know, it's hard. It's and it, difficult. And there's been other other podcasts. I can't think of almost all the top of my head. There was... Um, top of the Mountain? Top of the Mountain. Right, top of the Mountain. Top of the Mountain. <laughs> That was more so talking to uh, to alumni, which is great. But even, I mean, think about that. They have to coordinate. They have to get someone else yeah. to come on. So there's just another an additional step. It's scheduling, yeah. Anyone can do, um, and I, okay, this is going to sound like a slight towards BGP. It's not. Anyone can do a Zoom call, record it, throw it up on uh, on Spotify or whatever. It's hard to do it right. It's hard to do in a way that people actually care and, and they want to come back and, and listen. You have someone to say. Yeah, this seems like a slight. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's because AJ and Big C, they already have <clears throat> they already have chemistry as friends, and they are super knowledgeable. Yeah, they offer something that we can't. They can offer. They can tell you what 25, 30 this years dude of dude in nineteen ninety seven this the what the punter did against uh, Richmond, the Richmond Spiders. Yeah. Right. We can't offer that. No. Right. That that if it you should never come here for that yanking. Like, <laughs> yeah. We we are here to to be. Unbelievably honest about what we see about the program. I think that was one hey, thing. Our Twitter. Let me pull up our Twitter bio. Let me pull it up. I think that was one thing that we we wanted to be is we, we did not want to be a podcast that is relying on support from the department for interviews with coaches or players, right. all that. Like 
you know, I think it's easy if you're a podcast that, that gets some of those things, you can get into a rut of, oh, I don't want to be honest about how crappy we've been because I don't want to make anybody mad over there and right. then they don't want to come on my podcast anymore. Right. And our Twitter bio is fresh, funny, and honest. Yes. So that's so, what we commit to. And that's and, like, we, we've had representatives from the department been on here before. Yep. Patrick Ransdell, who's the deputy AD there. I mean, he's literally the number two to, to Doug Gillen. I mean... And we've had a great time with it. Right. Um, I think we, um, for those of you, okay, it wasn't asked, but, you know, it's kind of, I'm sure it's been implied. Do we compete with BGP? I don't think so. Well, as a podcast on paper, yes. But we have different products. No, we are are putting out something that is on purpose very different. We're not trying to do what BGP does. BGP is not trying to do what we do. And that's because the, we're just different people. Yeah. We would not, we wouldn't want to do a podcast like that because we just want to kick no, it and be dumb. No, we don't. Right? Yeah. We, we don't want to sit around and talk about facts and yeah. stats. No, we're and, not talking about facts. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, come on. We're also like, we're not football experts. We're not basketball experts. Like, yeah. we're not coaches. We're not, we, just look, players. At who's, we like, just look at who's got that dog in them. Yeah. Like, right? we're not going to try to sit down and, put together a, an analysis of right. you know run gap schemes and stuff like that that's not our area it's not our expertise like and you're absolutely correct when you have uh people from the school you have coaches and staff members you have them coming onto your podcast that's awesome you can get a really unique insight yeah. into what is going on behind the scenes and you know all the you know if there's rumors flying you can just ask them you know is this what's going on but parker's absolutely right when you, if you rely on that too much, you start to kind of walk on eggshells a little bit. Yeah, and that's a, that's a position that we never wanted to put ourselves into. Right. Um, I think it's a position that I, I'll say I think it's a position BGPs put themselves into. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's the content they have, and people love to listen to it. I love to listen to it when they've got a cool interview like that. On right. There. Yeah, and, um, and it's doing great. They have thousands of followers. If you add up all their social medias, I'm sure they have a bunch of listeners. They've got sponsors. And yeah. Maybe, they're making some side money. Like, they're doing what they want to do, which is phenomenal. So, uh, I give them props for that. And that's that's the thing. It's like, that's just, that's content that we just probably wouldn't want to make. That's not something that I think either of us have, like, a super strong, Yeah. you know, we'd rather be able to kick it like this. If we had somebody from the department, a player, whatever, cool. If they want to kick it with us in this sort of kind of format here, we're not going to do something that's super formal. We're yeah. not gonna. We're just going to kind of be us. I think um, Parker and I have kind of always had the same idea that if if App doesn't want to affiliate with us, that's fine. Not a problem, right? But if they do, we're welcome to. We yeah. had Patrick on. I would love to have Coach Kearns on at some point, but with recording in person, you know, and we don't necessarily have like an easy way to zoom really. And we kind of, we're also kind of weird. Like we care about like the quality, right? So we don't want like someone so weird like, to care what you sound like, like we don't want someone that has like, you know, when they have the headphones on and every time it rubs their shirt, it's like, like yeah. we'd be like, Hey bro, could you hang up? <laughs> hey, get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. You, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go, man. So we, we kind of, you know, there's quality control involved with it. We don't want to worry about who's listening and what we say. I mean, we don't want to intentionally piss anyone off, but we just want to be genuine. And if people like it, people like it. And we like recording in the shorter format that that we're in. Yeah, like it. You know, minus this episode, but you know, 
Yeah, minus it's our it's our birthday. Yeah, it's our we birthday. can we can have a two hour episode chat now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think about covers it basically. Yeah, and, we, and like like all love to 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 the BGP. Like Big C was like a big influence, I think, on both of us. Yep. Um, Big C is great. We've had multiple just yeah hanging out tap room or a house just chilling exactly like hanging out with them. when we where we were at in 18 and 19 like talking about basketball whatever like big c was someone who helped out a yep. lot so yeah they uh they've got a good you know setup they they do what they do they are very incredibly helpful to the entire watauga community yeah and uh i mean i, I tweeted like after like the first or second episode came out if they ever want to come on the podcast, they, there's a standing oh, open invitation. Standing invitation. They, I think that would, that would honestly be so much fun to sit down with, kind of their big C and AJ's generation, and then our generation's podcast. Yo, like kinda, a Jimmy Neutron, Timmy Turner crossover. Yeah, like, we record an episode of BGP, and then they, they record, record an episode a Golden, Golden podcast. So we we have to adhere to the. Actually, you know what? We'll put this out formally now. We'll put this out formally now. Listen we, up. We've got fifty Buckos. episodes on our belts. We we understand. We yeah, don't. Yeah, we we some street cred 50 episodes 50 now. episodes we don't have you know 500 but we're getting there we're getting there we'll get there um <laughs> maybe when kid tour opens <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's put this out there in the next you know year and a half before our 100th episode whatever mm. let's let's sit down we'll do a we'll do a bgp episode and you guys will upload in, it on bgp in bg we'll do bgp style and we, we get the sponsor here. money for we, that episode we'll i will put on <laughs> I will force Will to put on a suit and tie. I'll do it. Will we will be very buttoned up. I'll do and it. And then y'all are gonna come onto the gold room, mm-hmm. and we're gonna kick it. And you're gonna put your bath towels up on the doors. Yep. And you're gonna you're gonna. Uh, and we're gonna record in person. You're have three Miller High Lifes on the table. We're recording in in the same room. <laughs> we're gonna sit down and do it. All right. And then we'll upload it as the gold room. We'll we will upload the file on our show simultaneously. Mm-hmm. That's big. I think it'd be fun. That's a big crossover. Yeah. That would change An the game. App State crossover. Wow. Dude. No way. Oh, but then we both get to interview Sean Clark. And then he picks who has the best interview. <laughs> we got Clark and Kearns also. <laughs> wow. I think that about covers it. We started because it was fun. It was already something we were doing in our free time. So we were like, let's just record it. Um, we don't want to censor ourselves we don't want to censor ourselves for the woke media right yikes right you know we're not wokest okay we're not from florida i don't know will i think i met several people who if they described you in one word it would be woke this isn't true this isn't true this is 100 percent true i'm not woke i'm not woke you are woke i'm not woke you are i hate the minimum wage this is something to be proud about i hate social security I thought you were supposed to like Social Security if you're woke. No, no, no. You want to privatize it. If you're woke, you want to be a privatized Social Security? No, no, no. Oh, see, you get me mixed up, man. Yeah. Appreciate everyone submitting questions. Uh, appreciate everyone submitting questions. If you've listened to one episode, every episode, a minute of an episode, we appreciate it. Everyone that's followed Absolutely. us on Twitter, interacts with us, everyone in the Discord. Um, appreciate that. We'd probably still be doing this if no one was listening. Um, maybe just less regularly, but... Um, knowing that people actually listen is uh, is really humbling. It, 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 we no, do genuinely. That, that's appreciate the it. stuff that makes you like smile all giddy. It's like when you see someone tweet uh, something stupid. <laughs> he said like uh, that. That honestly means so much to us. Yeah. So we really appreciate appreciate you guys taking time to to listen and uh, and interact with us and being App State fans, especially basketball fans. Y'all 
Y'all been as, with us when we were in the mud, we're in the trenches, exactly. and now we're y'all were with we're, us sitting in in the four person student section true. in 2017. That's true, and now we all the way up. Well, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Parker? Go Mountaineers, take the stairs. Anything, fourteen year old editor, eight year old editor. Go Mountaineers, take the stairs. Santa. Oh, go Mountaineers and take the stairs. Saudi Prince. Yikes. Oh, yikes. He must not. Did we sign the contract? We might not have agreed to a two-plus-hour episode on our Saudi Arabia contract. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. If this is the last thing you guys ever hear of us, let it be known you were loved. Thank you. All right, we're actually back. One second. We, uh, in recording all this, whatever, we, we didn't look at the Google form. We actually had a Google form submission while we were recording. 20 minutes ago, folks. And uh, it's from, I'm a listener for the show, so we want to get. Long time fan. We want to get an answer in. So, uh, App Steve. Big uh, ups. Whose favorite podcast moment thus far was when you followed through with your word to record a silent episode following our unfathomable Texas State lost in football season. <laughs> My mother actually said that was the funniest thing we've ever done. Really? Yes. My mom like thought it was hysterical. Like, Do you feel like we kind of cheated our way to 50 episodes? Do you feel like we're kind of at like 46? No, because I put actually... Because one of them is the Texas a and Midnight Yell. One of them is the Texas that's State hysterical. Uh, silent episode. Actually, I'm not sure we counted the Midnight Yell in our no? total count. I okay. think we just posted that. Okay. The Texas State one, I put more effort into recording that than I put into <laughs> any episode of the show. <laughs> Like as far as audio levels go, like you that did, was dude. you had like story beats, yeah, you had set like, pieces. I, I turned on a Game Boy partway through, like, and you made a pizza. I, I was playing Pokemon Emerald, which I actually just hundred percent completed uh, just this week. If me, 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 you, you want to put me, 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 me. the time together and how long it took me to uh, completely hundred percent that game, <laughs> what did App Steve ask? Uh, App Steve asked beyond improving the football stadium, which sport is most deserving of improved facilities? Um, we'll touch on that a little bit earlier. I think wrestling and volleyball having a permanent home that's not varsity gym yeah and now if i had to pick one of them um i would say wrestling, I'd say wrestling too. because volleyball they can they're perfectly fine with the home center it'd yeah, just be nice you can to play have their own homes. space but wrestling they're in like a dungeon yeah like it'd be nice yeah to your varsity is gross um i think also women's tennis having an indoor tennis solution would be phenomenal isn't that part of the the plan? Of the I think Otaka? that is supposed to. I think so. Having some sort of indoor option for tennis would be cool. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, oh, well, my... but hold on. Softball. They're getting one. At they the, are. Otaka, they are. It's not there yeah. yet, though. But yeah. softball's easily now. So. I'm getting a call right now. What? Hello? Royal Prince? Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's, it's only two. Uh... What does our contract say? 40 minute cap? Oh. Is that like a hard cap or Oh god, fans. This is oh, it's a hard good. it's a hard hard cap, huh? Mm. Hmm. I, Mark, I think we got to cut. He's not happy. Okay. Um, I think we got to cut. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. No, no, I'll Yes, I'll tell him. Well, um I'll tell no, no, Thank no, you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you, you Steve, to, for so many questions while recording. Like we're happy to. to... You don't have to say... no, no. Um, thank you all so much. Do not call my mom. Please. Go Mountaineers, take stairs. Do not, um, do not... please. Here's Prince. to 50 more episodes. We'll do this again in episode 100. Prince!